Have I figured things out? I don't know. Maybe. Hi! Hello! <laughs> Welcome! To the D&D! &D. <laughs> wow! Hi, everybody. It's a day. It's a favorite day. It's... What is today? It's Tuesday. And we're here to play D&D. <laughs> we're, mm -hmm, we're so mm -hmm. excited. I'm Drew, your humble dungeon daddy for Nightmares of the Midnight Vale. And this is the wonderful cast. Cast, say hi. Hi, cast. Hi, cast. Hi, cast. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, anybody got anything beautiful to shill today? Anybody? Oh, I always be shilling. All right. You know? All right. All right. What we got? What we got? So, uh, you may have heard before, but we have some lovely dungeon masters at the table here today. Uh, Drew, of course, is our, is our humble, humble DM, you know? But also, Jakey is also a very wonderful dungeon master who happens to be on Start Playing, uh, .com. Where games. you can, yeah, start, well, it's start playing dog games, but uh, let me get to the link, okay? Let me finish my bit! Uh, yeah, that's before you get there. And there are currently open games available uh, right now. And you might see, if you go into to start playing dog games slash GM slash Jakey Boy, that there is one out of five seats filled. Who is, who is that one person, might you ask? Oh, it's fucking me. Uh, I am I am the guy. I am the guy that uh, is, is playing. So really, it's it's two for the price of one. You know, you could play with uh, with Jakey as your humble dungeon master and me as a character that will probably say things that's really sad, but like completely deadpan because that's that's what I love. Uh, and you better know that when I'm in a game, Jakey gonna make me cry, so you can watch me cry every week, you know? So, if, if you know what's good for you, you know what's good for you. Here, here come the threats. <laughs> if you know what's good for you, you'll go over to start playing dot game slash GM slash Jakey. That's start playing dot game slash GM slash Jakey boy and sign up for one of these open games. Do it today. There's a special on. It's half off. I just it's true. Early bird. Yeah, it's early, early bird, bird special. Yeah, so if you're there early, you get half off your first session. Whoa. Who doesn't like that? Hey? Getting 50% off? And then if you're cool, your character might have 50% off their body, because that's how rough combat can be. I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Yeah, and then you got the BOGO deal, where you buy one, you get one, where if you buy Jakey, you get me. Uh, I'm not going to jam for you, but I'll be there. <laughs> this is good. This is good that I like this energy. Why well, won't get one free? Hey, one one of us do all the work. The other one, I'll be in the room. <laughs> I'm giving you the epit of free, baby. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Amazing. that's my bit. That's my bit. Hey. Nice, Jakey. I know. I know you got something to show. That's super. Important. I do. Yes, I do have something very important. Um. So here's the thing, uh, friends, gamers, uh, and, you know, uh, creatures, goblins, ghouls, other critters of sorts, maybe even some spiders in the chat. Can we get some eight legs and an amen? Um, you know what every, everything has in common? We all need water. Drink water. You gotta sip it. You see, for me, I have this four liter water bottle. 
and not even as a bit. I drink like two to three of these a day on a slow day. I like water a lot. Water's real good for you. It keeps your skin feeling nice. Look at this smooth skin. I got skin like a baby's butt every day, baby. Mmm, spank my cheek. And if you or a loved one <laughs> has been diagnosed with being underhydrated, well, then that just simply won't do. Because I know there's been some menacing energy, but sorry, I'm also joining the bit. If you don't, well, I'm going to come in your house and be like... Anyway, so that's what's going to happen if you don't hydrate. We love you. That's Spotify. it. Drink water. It's real good. We you know what? I'll you, take a big Spotify swig right listeners. now. We love you, I swear. I can't believe I got you threatening me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, also, uh, high key note, um, uh, lots of us, uh, and and maybe even you listening and, and watching, like to do voice acting. Voices, fun little things. From GM to player to voice actor to whoever, water is a fantastic tool to have at your side. There are some very difficult and challenging voices that you can do and try, and not being hydrated for those can permanently damage your instrument and ruin your ability to play Dungeons & Dragons and run it for the people you love. So please, stay hydrated, because I like being hydrated, and it lets me do really scary voices, which is great. Poopy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for the homies, you know? Exactly. Yeah, we kiss the homies. homies. Pour some water in their mouth from your mouth. Hydrate your homies. Mm-hmm. Hydrate them. Hey, V, do you, have a, do you have a shell? If you don't, it's okay. I, 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 look, I'm just, uh, I'm just a little guy. I don't have the energy that these two have brought to the table right now. Like, I just drink water, play D&D. Who gives a fuck? All right? Just fucking do it. <laughs> play with water, drink D&D. <laughs> Wait. Well, on that note, let's play some D&D. Uh, awesome. Who, uh, let's roll for uh, that there uh, recap. See who's oh, yeah, recapping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, got yeah. me a nice 11. Solid, solid, solid. I recapped last week, right? That was that. That's what we did. Uh huh. And then every time before that, it was Jen. Yep. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rely on the dicey counters, soft boys dice. But boom, but bing. Check these bad boys children, out. I don't know if it's help working. Me, help me, my children. I got a thirteen. So. Uh, they helped a little bit. Uh, that's a thirteen. I got a fourteen. Well, it looks like I'll be doing the recap. Woo! All right, cool. So, on the last session, uh, the players gained passage via a rowboat from a father and son mm -hmm. and were taken out to the Franklin Towers Lighthouse. Uh, they were doing a quest for the to gain admittance into the fabled guild. Uh, once they arrived at the lighthouse, they did a thorough investigation which led them to find the remains of Franklin and Sally Rorchie. Uh, as well as the desiccated body of a sea hag bound in iron chains. Uh, as Rothamir, or actually I should say as How How, uh, relit the lighthouse, they brought a chest back with the remains and a small trinket box with the name Key written on it. And when they got back to the Valley View Guild Hall, Big Blue, the wonderful Lokatha uh, that runs that guild, uh, removed the illusion from their minds and they were able to see the guild hall in all of its glory. 
uh, Rothmere and Hope handed over the remains in the trinket box to Big Blue, and he let the party know that he was the daughter of Franklin and Sally and lived in Decadale, uh, and that he would send somebody from the guild to deliver this to her. Wonderful, happy things. The group was paid by Tim, the accountant, uh, a grand total of 181 gold pieces. Uh, the party checked out the library and then headed to bed. When they woke, they had a discussion of where they wanted to teleport via the teleportation circle in the middle of the guild hall, and the group decided on the ocular nomad guild hall and traveled there. And that's where we start this game. Do I get an inspo? You get an inspo, Drew, but hey, for a bonus inspo, one of the party members had an exchange in an alleyway with another character that they respected. Mm. Who was the party member and what was the character that had this exchange? Uh, That would be Hope. And Hope had the exchange with the really cool, really edgy, silent NPC that doesn't have a name. Because I never said it unless I did at one point. In time you did. Then I you did, in fact. Naba Cabbage named them. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's one of their party members. Do you remember the, the name? I, I don't. I, uh, I am not a uh, uh, omniscient uh, DM. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I don't remember either. Take that bonus inspo anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you did say Jeez. that. Now, Cabbage introduced his friends, so I do remember that uh, he introduced both uh, both of them because he was like, "This is this and this is this." Say, hey, forget this about is it. This person and that person. You know what? I'll give inspo to anybody in chat who can go find the name of that NPC. What that inspo does, I don't know. We'll figure it out together. But with that, we start at the Ocular Nomad Guild Hall. Uh, this wonderful guild hall is located in the island continent of Eldrithian, also known mm-hmm. as Eldrithia. Uh, as you all got there, you got to see the, the splendor that is this place. It's this rather large guild hall where it has a giant arcane and brass telescope that reaches up goes to the ceiling on the ceiling itself it has images of stars uh, projected up there like a nighttime sky um and one of the other things you may notice is there's this beautiful tapestry with two dragons in a sort of almost yin and yang kind of positioning uh one looking like it's made of like the aurora borealis and the other made of void and stars and this is what you see uh, teleporting inside of the circle. <gasps> Agent Lady Hawkeye, I'm going to give you an inspiration because that's who it would have been. Yeah, I'm pretty that sure that's in fact who it was, yeah. Yeah, Brooke, the check's nice. Heck yeah. Nice. Totally okay. writing that okay. into the notes. Yeah! Amazing. <laughs> Yes. As you get in there, there are people moving about uh, the space. Uh, You would probably see... You see a bunch of people over looking at star charts. Um, You would see a small purple kobold speaking to a half-elf and a wood elf. Um, the the two of them look like they're in a hurry trying to get out of the guild hall, uh, trying to get out of the conversation they're currently in. Question that Amir wouldn't have any connection to, but uh, this is where my brain's going. Does this purple kobold have any gems or anything growing on their head? 
uh a he does not um okay this uh the best way to describe uh when you when you take a look at this small purple kobold uh mm -hmm. very much has an artificer vibe uh nice. definitely has the goggles with the the multifaceted little magnifiers on there you see like a tool belt around the waist uh and a wonderful jacket on that has multiple pockets all over kind of like what you would see a fly fisherman use uh just mm. shoved in with little mechanical parts and gears hanging out cool awesome um i think just purely in response to like the visual energy of just everything being kind of like oh my god it's full of stars um I think Hope is going to use a wild shape uh, and take on a uh, starry form. But just regular Hope. Just, just, just now Hope is also full of stars. <laughs> cool. Just like, <gasps> stars everywhere. Uh, as Hope does this, uh, if anyone was looking over towards the kobold, you would see the kobold like, push these two people they're talking to out of the way and immediately take notice of hope. See this little kobold just move up. Hope has not taken any notice of this because hope is too busy just looking up. You uh, mirror gives like a little elbow uh, and then just like points out the, the kobold approaching. You, you have this kobold maybe at most three foot tall staring up under you. Hello. Uh, Hello. New to the guild? Hello, I haven't seen the three of you before. Uh, well, introductions. Uh, I'm Gibby. Uh, I'm the one who runs this, this guild hall. Uh, it's very lovely to meet you. Uh, who are you directing immediately at home? <laughs> I am Hope. Hello. That's a lovely name. Um, uh, you're incredible. And wow, I'm so sorry. Uh, what are your names? Looking to the other two. Um, uh, I'm I'm Deirdre. Ah. Uh, I'm Amir. Hey. Wow. Um. Well, welcome. Uh, I have some things to do uh please don't leave until i talk to you again uh but please enjoy the guild and i will return and you just see him kind of like skitter off and head off down a corridor hmm. uh still there would be the uh half elf and the wood elf uh making their way towards the front of the building uh, there seems to be uh, a group of two dragonborn off looking at the star charts. Uh, no one is at the telescope at the moment. Um, and uh, there is also the, the bar. The bar is lovely themed. Uh, all the glasses are, uh, they look to be hand blown with little like celestial symbols on them, little stars. It's a pretty cool looking place. Uh, uh, v is very into this vibe. Um, stars. Um, I think, like, 
Hope's just gonna kind of watch Gibby go and just be like, Deirdre, why? Why? He's very happy. Why? Well, presumably, from the way that everything's decorated, they're really into celestial things. So, you transforming into a starry person is probably um, something they really <laughs> enjoy. I did not... Realize. I kind of looks to Amir for confirmation that that is the correct word. <laughs> with. Here we go. Just realized I had something on the screen. Uh, with with uh, Gibby going off um, off behind the telescope, uh, Deirdre, you'd be able to see. Uh, there's a quest board over there as well, very similar to the Valley View. Um, again, this this whole guild hall is very over the top with celestial themes. Like, everything has to do with everything. Um, and so it, it's... For me, it's a little comical the way it's set up. It's it's just slightly over the top. Uh, you can definitely tell that Gibby, the, the, the cobalt that runs this... Uh, takes great pride in the cosmos, uh, and it reflects upon the guild. Well, is, oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. No, oh, I was just going to ask, is there any, like, signage or anything, like, showing, like, where things would be? Because I think Amir is just kind of, like, doing the thing where he's sliding across the ground from the the group, not to distance, but just, like, to look around and just see if there's like a directory or a pamphlet of like, welcome, <laughs> uh, just to like get their bearings on like where we be. Yeah, uh, over by the Dragonborns looking at the star chart, there is a map of this island continent. Uh, as you look on there, it shows um, you, you appear to be in the southwest of the the mainland uh on your own little mm -hmm. island continent um and then on this island continent you are in the southwest currently uh right at the base of the Dorokdoroks and mountains okay and and this specifically guild hall is there anything like detailing like what is here specifically like nearby or inside in in inside the hall itself like because there was mentioned like there's the library and then there's some other like things and amenities or wait no is the no the other places with the library were in shadow is that correct so this one does have a smaller library uh and okay it cool is dedicated so these are some random things you would see on this uh mm -hmm. this signage area um mm -hmm. it talks about it has a smaller library dedicated to astronomy and astrology uh, there's some ancient texts and scrolls that delve into the cosmos. Uh, there's, um, the, of course, the aforementioned bar area. Uh, there are rooms to stay here. Uh, obviously there's the observatory area. Um, 
and the gorgeous teleportation circle that's in the center. There also seems to be, uh, unlike the valley view with the large uh, barred uh, little, um, not platform, um, oh goodness, no, stage. The stage? Yeah. Unlike having a stage, this one has an art area uh, where you see some artists mm. with easels and other things. Hmm. I'm into it. Uh, Amir's gonna head towards the library, but uh, reach into their their scarf. Um, stick with them and come get me if they need me. And then uh, little cat's just gonna and just hop over and just kind of follow them, just like a little noodle. Uh, and yeah, Amir's just gonna find somewhere to start reading because there's lots going on here. But uh, he wants to get his bearings, I think, and see if he can learn anything about this area before we get out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you can, go ahead and roll an investigation to see what you find, and then we will get right back to you on your investigation. Uh, Hope and Deirdre, what, what are y'all up to while Amir disapparates off to the library? I love the idea that like Hope turns around to confirm that their use of the word realize was an appropriate one and there's just like a dotted line around where Amir would be just a smoke screen baby um, and just that kind of like oh <laughs> um that uh, and hope points at the telescope what is that you would remember um actually you know what roll me a percentile dice Deirdre. sure <laughs> the only person who might know what this is is no longer with the party that'd be very embarrassing oops <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, that's a 43 you have the slightest remembrance of what a telescope is you don't remember where you've seen one before, but you feel like you've used one before to look off into the cosmos. Well, um, you use it to look at, like, the stars. The minute you say the stars, I just grab your hand. We are, we're going, we're gone, we're moving. We, we zoot scoot and boot. <laughs> See, I, I've used one before, but I feel like it was a really long time ago. So I, we might, we might need some help, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's okay. Help is good. Asking for help is good. Um, you said there's no one really using the telescope, but there are, are there still some people kind of around that area? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, like I said, there's two dragonborns nearby looking at a star chart. Uh, they appear to be in robes of blue and silver. Uh, the dragonborns themselves, uh, one is a black dragonborn uh, with long, like, dread-like tendrils that come off. Uh, and the other is a silver dragonborn. Um, apart from that, uh, let's see. Who else might be there? There also happens to be a halfling uh, nearby uh, looking through a scroll on a desk. 
uh, and a half elf uh, that is over plotting different spots on a star map. Hmm. Hmm. Everyone looks busy. <laughs> uh, I think there's going to be a moment of hesitation where Hope's just looking at everyone kind of like very obviously working on things and just like I don't want to disturb anyone but I also want to play with the telescope and then it's just gonna very like just not not even like slowly it's just gonna stand like probably a little bit too close to the the two dragonborn and just be like hi <laughs> they they turn around uh, to look at you and like oh, hello yes how might I and or as excuse me uh, how how might we help you today are you new to the guild yes I am Hope hello wonderful uh, and the, who is your friend the... oh Deirdre wonderful. These are amazing names. Uh, have you have you been to this guild hall before? No. Ah, well, I am Aldrek, and this is Funesh. Funesh. And we study the stars here. Do you use that? They look over. Points to the says, telescope. You see, uh, you see, uh, Funrash, uh, giggle a little bit, and uh, yes, indeed, we do. Uh, Can you teach me? Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, come with me, and they they lead you over to the telescope. Uh, Jakey, what does Amir? Uh, what, what what is that investigation? Uh, I had a quick question. Um, yes. oh, okay, never mind. You answered my question beforehand. Ha ha ha. Just <laughs> give me about a moment then. Uh, okay, so that's a 22 for investigation. Yeah. Um, so you find uh, you find a book about the area uh, that mm -hmm. you're in. You also find a book on... Uh, it's, it's the creation myth of the multiverse uh, that's there. Uh, you also find a book that details the star vault which is the nearby mage college uh and you also find a book that recounts some of the calamities of the world okay noted um yeah i think uh amir's gonna just start kind of like finding a spot uh keeping that m is the library close enough where, like, I still have like telepathic range with 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 a pickle, or would I would I lose that? Let me do. It'd be within a hundred feet. It is within a hundred feet. Okay, cool. Then yeah, every so often I'm just getting pickle to like feed me details of the conversation, um, and yeah, just every so often Amir's eyes just uh, fade to uh, losing his irises, which initially uh, I realized before I thought his eyes would go white, but they wouldn't because he doesn't have white. Cillera, uh, his are like a deep magenta, so they would just keep doing that every so often, um, just peeking through. Um, but yeah, he's just gonna start reading. Uh, which which book does Amir start reading? 
Um, you know what? I think he would be. He'd he'd leave it a little up to chance because he's a All curious right, let's boy. Let's roll a d4. Uh, so that's two. So what was the second one I got? It was... The second one was the Star Vault, the Mage College, which is appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Amir's gonna sit down, rest his hand on the face of that one, and, um... Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna open it a little trepidatiously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will get back to what Amir finds in just a moment. As we get back to Aldrek and Finish, uh with Hope and Deirdre, uh, Aldrek has gotten you over to the telescope. Uh, you see he pulls this uh, lever that the telescope rises up a little bit. It seems its last positioning was for Gibby, uh, so very low to the ground, uh, the, the viewing port. And so it raises up so it's a little easier for you so you're not having to bend all the way down. Uh, Aldrich says, all right, uh, let me just get this positioned perfectly. There's a beautiful constellation I would love you to look at. And you see the whole room seems to just and move instead of just the telescope moving. Uh, and as it does, he steps back and he says, well, go ahead and have a look. Have a look. You take a look through this, uh, you see this gorgeous nebula uh, in the telescope. It's, it's got hints of purple, green, and teal, uh, and you can see little pinpoints of stars all through it. Uh, and roll me a perception. Dang. Uh, where's my mouse? There it is. Let's go, baby. That's an 11. It's very almost a lot better. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. It's fine. With, a, it's fine. with the 11, cool. uh, you do... You, you see what I described. Um, and it's really breathtaking uh, to be able to actually... You've seen the night sky before. You've seen it on a really clear night. This blows that out of the water. Being able to see these things much closer up. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is this this specific nebula something that I would have seen through my crystal before? Roll me a percentile. Okay. I've made mistakes, friends. I've made mistakes. Thirty-five. This is not one you have seen. Okay. Uh, interesting, interesting. Aldrich, uh, as you're looking through, says, uh, this is one of my favorite nebulas and constellations up there. This this is the Surgeon uh, Nebula, and uh, it has one of the most beautiful star clusters we've ever seen. think sort of like... Uh, Again, this is probably an unconscious thing, but like I think there are sort of aspects of that nebula that start to appear on the starry form. Just like, you know, kind of like this is direct in inspiration. Or is it plagiarism? Oh god, I've never considered this. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um 
yeah, Deirdre, you'd probably you'd probably notice this happening uh, to your friend Hope, where like normally where you see like constellations and things whenever Hope does the wild shape, uh, this time you're actually physically seeing like this nebula appear on Hope's skin. Um, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, Deirdre, since you're not looking in the telescope, you would definitely see uh, Funash just kind of like curiously looking at this flumpkin staring through the telescope slightly confused as to what's happening same but same (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i (laughs) part of me is like hope staying here forever like just glued (laughs) to this telescope like yes i like this more of this please uh, but I think after a, after a little while, like Hope would would uh, probably ask for more guidance on how to control the telescope. Yeah, so like how it actually works, so that like you know, so that she doesn't have to be babysat, basically. So Aldrich looks uh, as as Hope asks for this. Aldrich looks to uh, Deirdre and says, "I hope you don't mind if we do show. If there's anything you would like to go visit in the guild hall, you're more than welcome to." Oh, um... Or if you'd like to hmm. stay here and learn as well, that is wonderful. We love to teach. I'm just like, I'm just like looking down at Pickle and I'm like... It's like we're being babysat right now. I'm like... <laughs> if I go over there... <laughs> uh, we, we just, are... just trying to see if, if Pickle's given me eyes, you know? Uh, <laughs> like if I start going away. Pickle uh, just waggles Pick- eyebrows. <laughs> uh, Pickle like would fall. Okay, wait. So you're saying babysit? Are you referring to Pickle being the one babysitting, or yes. are you saying? Oh, okay. I like at first I was just like like the the people there. Um, I think I'm just gonna roll a fifty fifty. How Pickle would interpret that? Yeah, I think Pickle just gives like a kind of like shrugs and starts heading back for the library then it's like well if you don't want to be babysat basically i I was just meaning more like if i go over there then pickle's gonna have to like go back and forth like oh okay then uh i think pickle just kind of like lays in the middle of the ground rolls one way (laughs) looks the other (laughs) it's like i can see the room sort of (laughs) okay uh well in that case um I mean I wouldn't mind coming back over here later but I don't want to be a damper on on their enthusiasm so um I'm going to go do some uh, <laughs> I'm going to do some finger painting or whatever they're doing over there yeah that sounds interesting to me so- I don't think they're finger painting but they might be as you go mm-hmm. and walk up to see this uh, artist area, um, you've m- maybe never seen anything quite like this. There's there's uh, canvases and easels, but there's also this touch of like magic art uh, in a way. Occasionally, you'll see like a paintbrush like waft through the air, go dab itself in paint, and then return to the hand of someone painting in there. Um, There's four open canvases at the moment. uh, And it looks like there are three other artists uh, either painting, sketching, doing things. Hmm. 
one of them that you would see would be a uh, fire genasi. Uh, another you'd see over there is another kobold, and then a uh, a ladrin uh, who is currently exhibiting winter traits. startled me so much uh, <laughs> what did uh nothing um nothing the, the eladrin pulling that face <laughs> can't see it but i'm waggling my eyebrows um <laughs> like does it seem like any of them are like making magical paintings at the moment because like that seems really interesting it, it appears the fire genasi currently is. The other two are, uh, one is doing, uh, the kobold is doing sketching and the Aladrin uh, is currently gathering materials. Uh, it looks like they're about to start some sort of art. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody make a magical painting before. So like, that's really interesting. Um, hmm. I'm just like gonna uh, walk up to their side and just kind of say that, like, you know, that's really interesting what you're doing. Do you mind if I watch? He glances up. Uh, the his his hair is wreathed of flame, uh, but as you stand close, it does. It's not like uncomfortably warm by any means. Uh, and he looks up and says, Huh, Saudi. Yeah, no, you can totally come watch. Oh, what's your name? Um, uh, my name's Deirdre. Uh, I, I don't quite under, don't quite get the, the dialect that you're speaking from. Where are you from? Ah, I'm from here. I'm from there. I'm from just about everywhere, my dude. But my name's Sundrop. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's a it's a pleasure to meet you as well, Sundrop. I feel like you were aptly named. Hmm. Ah, are you like um a practitioner of the magical arts? Um, I am a practitioner of magical art, but uh, I don't think I've ever made a painting. Oh. That was magical before. This yeah. is radical. I love this. Here, grab an easel. Come on. Come join. Oh, no. I know. You're speechless. I get it. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Terry keeps moving <laughs> like a cord. <laughs> ah, okay. Cool. Terry, you need to calm down. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll grab an easel. I'll do it. Uh, we'll do it. It'll happen. As you grab this easel and move it over, uh, he like slides it even closer next to his. And uh, there's a book next to him and he like slides it in front of you. He's like, can you like read like magical script and shit? Uh, I guess it, it depends on the script. Um, uh, this one happens to be written in primordial. It's pretty cool, but... Uh, if not, I can totally transcribe it for you. We got this. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, d I don't understand primordial that I'm aware of, but 
I can I can do my best, you know? All right. The best is all we can ask for. Let's do this. And the two of you start, you see these like paintbrushes like floating up and moving around. You see this uh, paint palette move in front of you. Uh, uh, he ends up asking you like what kind of colors you want to use and things like that. Uh, and then we go over to a mirror. Uh, you're in this kind of zone of looking into the book. Uh, you're learning a lot of really awesome things uh, about the Starvolt, which is the Eldrithian Mage College. Uh, you find out um, that, let's see, how, about how long do you think you feel like you've been reading it for? Well, Amir would take a little break, actually, Dribby-Dibby-Doo, because uh, I mentioned Pickle has been, like, tapping in and out of vision, and uh, something's been happening with Hope, and uh, there's something I forgot I could do, so uh, if it'd be so cool with you, yeah. by um, Pickle's going to start making bickies on Hope's foot while they're sparkling, uh, and I'm going to cast Identify through Pickle. Wow. Oh, okay. You about to find out a lot more than uh, I know. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, me uh, and I. Hence the the O face uh, yeah. thing. Uh, or, oh, I shouldn't call that my O face. Maybe it is. Maybe this info is going to be really good. O face of information, baby. Hey, hey, Jakey, know your stuff. <laughs> know your stuff. Know your stuff. So, so what's going on here, DM? <laughs> So do you, do, are, do you want us to leave? Should we go? Are, are these magic shoes? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Are, are, are we currently casting Identify on Hope? I'm casting on Hope, yeah. I, Amir already knows the deal okay. with the shoes. So so Pickle would like probably come up and start like scratching at like pantaloons and whatnot. Um uh and yeah. So and I'm using a spell slot for it, so I don't have to sit there and ritual with like yeah. Straight up, if 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 pickle is like clawing her hopes, like hope will just pick pickle up and and like put them like on the shoulders, and so pickle's yeah. gonna have full access to to like. <laughs> oh yeah, pickle's stuff. absolutely sitting there, just like like <laughs> making bickies, ba bakeries <laughs> open, baby. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this a little bit differently than what you're mm -hmm. probably expecting. Uh, since you're casting this through Pickle, uh, and you're looking through Pickle's eyes while doing this, um, you're going to receive images, not necessarily comprehensive information, but you're going to see visions of things. You're going to see, uh, the first thing Pickle would see with this Identify spell is a colony of flumps, uh, down in the Underdark. Uh, you would get this quick flash of vibrant colors being emitted from the flumps. Uh, and then it cuts over to this glowing crystal down in the ground. Uh, and you see two flump tentacles go down to pick it up. And as these two tentacles pick it up, you watch as the two tentacles slowly turn into three-fingered hands. And you see this sort of transformation occur. And as this is transforming, you start seeing little dots of brilliant light 
flowing up the fingertips up into the arms you see this creature you're you're looking through its eyes now this flump has feet and this just overwhelming sensation of feet <laughs> what what is <laughs> uh comes over you and then it flashes again over to uh images of these these animals that look almost like um they're made of the aurora borealis and it's just quick flashes of images of different animals and then finally it ends with a vision of you amir and that's what you pick up through this identify spell Um, I think, yeah, Pickle, after that, stops making bickies, um, and I think Amir is just kind of sitting upright in the library for a hot second, um, and... Is there anything distinctive in these visions of the Underdark? Because Amir's not necessarily, like... He's he's not a tour guide of the Underdark, but he's been through a significant, like, portion of it through other means. Is there anywhere that, like, the, the Hive of Flumps and specifically the stone where Amir could, like, pinpoint or think, like, would be near that? Roll me a history... And for Ooh. this one, we're going to do it at advantage, since you are from the Underdark. That's a 26. With a 26, when you're... You got, you got map coordinates, baby! <laughs> <laughs> With a 26, as you saw the images of the Flump Colony, off in the distance, you saw these jagged green-black towers in the distance you immediately recognize those as one of the three illithid colonies down in the underdark the one off down to the southeast and i'm gonna assume with that with amir's knowledge and whatnot i know what the illithids are yes yeah very possible Amir just... you may have encountered one before, uh, although mm -hmm. it must have been in a weakened state. Mm. Yeah, I think Amir rests their head back on the bookshelf they're sitting by. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, also, um, I think... Oh, no. Oh, Amir and Jakey are having a realization that I don't think we should be having. Uh, now Jakey takes a turn to go, oh, uh, and Amir goes, uh, and How How from there goes, uh, Pickle for fun goes, what'd you think I was going to make Pickle say? Uh, but, uh, no, uh, okay, that, hmm, hmm. I was gonna say, text me that, uh, that if you'd like, uh, to keep that one a secret if you'd like. Yeah, uh, Amir's gonna go back to their book, 
<laughs> Somebody walks in. What are you reading? A really scary book. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sweat dripping down. I I have a question. Well, I have, I have a question and a statement. Mm. Um, uh, the statement is, Jakey, the the crystal in the vision. Mm-hmm. You've seen that. You've seen that because Hope has it on their staff. So you have the whole thing with you? Yeah. Surprisingly, that doesn't make me feel better, and if anything, that actually makes what I'm thinking infinitely worse. Anyway. Fair enough. Um, my question is, given that Pickle is on my shoulders, am I picking upon this distress in any way? <laughs> It's fully through a mirror. I don't know if Pickle would translate that. Uh, I think Pickle's just giving information because uh, it's. Does Pickle? No, because I have to choose to be telepathic. Yeah, no, Amir would keep this fully to himself as much as possible. This panic. Uh, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, hey, you're all. Hey, you're doing great. You're all good. Look, hey, look at us. Hey, there is nothing to fear. Everything is fine. I wouldn't lie to you. With that hope, um, you're there and uh, Aldrek is showing you how the levers work to rotate the this like room area. Um, he's also shown levers and pulleys that move the angle of this telescope. This telescope is massive. It's at least, you know, 60 feet long. Uh, Mm -hmm. and goes outside the top of this building it's interesting though uh the the ceiling around it has enclosed around it so it doesn't really matter if it appears if it's night or day outside at right now you don't know what time it is outside but it appears that way uh as you're moving this telescope around you start seeing other uh, stars. Uh, one in particular is incredible. It it it's this vibrant teal that lets off little like plasma winds that are a deep blue in color. Uh, and as you keep moving around, you find one of the three moons that orbits this planet. Uh, this one very dark stoned. Um, Incomplete. You've seen the three moons before. You know one of them has a permanent uh, crescent moon because it's been destroyed partially. Uh, But this one you're looking at uh, is the largest of the three. And uh, Aldrich says, Well, what have you been finding? Uh, He would know exactly what I've been finding because they keep appearing on me. (laughs) So in that case, he he looks at you and says, I see you found the moon of Talhin. It's a a beautiful one. Why is it half? Oh, the half one there. That one would be Delamira. That one, we have, we have stories of what had happened, but realistically happened thousands of years ago but uh the for the stories as far as they go there was uh the elven goddess delamira uh and 
she had gotten in a fight with another deity and died. And when she had died, the moon was destroyed. What's interesting, though, is it sent shards of the moon down to the, the planet here. Um, and they're beautiful blue crystals. You can find them uh, in crater sites. Uh, they call them Delamirin crystals. I know that the Moonforge uses those crystals quite a lot. Um, have you... Have you ever met any of the members of the Moonforge? No. Oh, uh, they're they're an interesting group. They're an order of, I, th I believe, a hundred members, and they they're devout worshippers of the Orchid Queen. Uh, I know that they use these Delamere crystals to light their soul lanterns that they carry to fight the shadows. Orchid Queen. So. She is. She is. Fear for some people. I would agree on that sentiment. Uh, she's the elven goddess of death. Uh, so I could see why many people would be afraid of her. I, mean, I have seen people when they are fear a fear afraid afraid ah afraid yes absolutely uh i honestly don't know many people that wouldn't be afraid of death is death is I think strange for others for me not so scary is it uh if you don't mind me asking is it a uh... A religious thing or just a state of mind i know there are devout followers of deities that do not fear death as that's their entrance way to the realms of their deities faith for me no but my thoughts my memories will live on in the collective and i think as hope says that they think for a second and then like unconsciously touch the little friendship bracelet on their wrist because not everything is going to the collective <laughs> um so in a way i will not die. Well, that's quite beautifully put. I couldn't disagree with that myself. Uh, I too have no faith in the deities. Uh, I know they exist, but uh, not one is called out to me in particular, so 
I don't know, my study is here in the stars, and maybe one day that's where I'll end up. Hmm. That... nice thought. Good thought. Indeed. Oh. Uh, here, let me show you what this lever does. And he goes to pull another lever and continues to show. Uh, back with you, Deirdre. Um... <laughs> as you sit there with Sundrop... Uh, he's just going off. You see, uh, you take a better look at Sundrop as you do. Sundrop's covered in paint, like, head to toe. Uh, Hell yeah. Very messy artist. Uh, um, <laughs> and he's been, he'll, he'll glance over at the book and he'll, like, point and occasionally, like, a smudge of paint will cover up some words. He's like, Oh, 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 that's not good. And he uses a little bit of prestidigitation, cleans the paint off the book. Uh, and in this time that you've been sitting, you've learned a few, uh, a few kind of small spells to where you can make paint do things. Uh, it's almost like learning uh, a very simplified mage hand, if you will. Mm. Um, and... It's more, he, he, he goes on to say, he's like, so like, are you like, huh? I don't mean to put any like assumptions into this, but like, are you like a bard? Uh, looks at the back has like <laughs> instrument, like instrument in the hands. Like, yeah. Um, I, I guess you could say that. Oh, that's cool. You're like a, a musical bard. You do like band stuff. I'm I'm uh, more of a painting bard myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it went out to the the bard college up in uh, you know Malgram. It was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, full ride scholarship, dude. <laughs> it was great. But uh, yeah, so this is this is cool. Are you just trying to like learn a new medium, or are you just doing it for fun? Like, yeah, what's your deal? Like, what's up? I mean, I guess like any opportunity to learn is important. <laughs> you can say that again. That's <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, and like I've always found like the arts a very um, very soothing, I guess. So, I guess being being given the opportunity to put like my thoughts into like a tangible medium sounds like very fulfilling work. Nah, I totally get it. Cause like normally you're putting your like your art into like song and music, and so like it's mm -hmm. not a real tangible thing. Like. Don't get me wrong. Music is great. Like without music, ah, I'd be lost. But like being able to put my art onto a canvas, dude. Ah, wow. This has been a real fun conversation. You're real neat. <laughs> well, you're neat as well, Sundrop. Um, I guess like, cause cause you taught me a bit. So so maybe I'll try. I'll try to do my own thing for a little bit. Yeah, um, go crazy with it. <laughs> um, but I, I do have to ask because we are in the guild hall. 
Um, are you like part of an adventuring group or do you just like hang out here sometimes? Well, you see, I was part of an adventuring group, but then I kind of got kicked out a little bit, but that's all right. Cause I like, I'm going to start my own adventuring group. Uh, and since I was already a member of the guild, they kind of let me stay, uh, which is real nice of them. I mean, Gibby's the best, but you know, it, this is a, just a cool place, uh, where you don't have to pay rent and you can just chill and make some art. Interesting. I mean, it's like well, living the dream, man. It's living the dream. Well, I mean, like, if you ever need people to travel with, there's always being my friends. But they, you know, I guess I'd have to ask, though. Ah, no, it's all good. It's all good. But if they want a companion, I would totally join. Uh, but for the time being, man, I got to get my art uh, down to Eldrithian, you know, and... Yeah gonna try and make some money off of it you know and that way i can afford some things and not feel too bad about kind of i don't know just loafing around a little bit but sometimes you know in life you just gotta loaf around you just gotta be that loaf dude yeah you gotta um <laughs> sometimes you gotta proof the bread before Whoa, yeah that's what i'm talking <laughs> about dude Ah, you get it. Well, all right. If you need any help or anything, or if you need some more utensils, like I know Gertrude's over there, and you just look over, and this halfling's just like giving the evil eye back over to Sundrop. Like Gertrude over there has got like the full sketchbook and everything. Totally will let you borrow some. But yeah, if you need anything, just let me know. I will definitely do that. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you need anything, you just let me know. Well, if you happen to know how to cook, I would love some Zadi. I don't know how to cook. Uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> turns away. <laughs> I'm just gonna gonna work on this this painting now. <laughs> you see, he immediately just goes back into his own little thing. He's listening to some kind of music. But you don't see any active way of him being able to. He's just marching to the beat of his own drum. He's just having a great time. He's got his own theme music going on in his head. Yeah, 1,000%. And, <laughs> and it's, in his head, it's just playing. Turtles can't eat off. I am a little offended that you went with that one rather than the OG one, but sure. Okay. Because it's the better sounding one. <laughs> oh, oh, Friendship with Jakey ended. <laughs> That's okay. This dude's gonna be my new friend now. <laughs> it's okay, guys. He said he'll travel with us if we really want him to. Cow a yeah. bummer, dude. <laughs> it was the, it was the fact that when you were describing him going back to doing his own thing, it was that particular dance you did that just fucking nailed it. I was just like. Oh. <laughs> Gotta catch some waves. You know? oh, dude. Out on the yeah. couch. Dude, you were like, like, whoa. And then like, whoa. <laughs> dude, Eldrithian's got the best waves, man. They're fucking killer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you haven't heard of Prague, <laughs> but I go there all the time. <laughs> uh, Amir, uh, Amir, you're in your book. You, you, you stressed out a little bit. But you're, bit. you're learning some cool things about the Starfall. Um, 
What you... cool things am I learning there, gamer? Yeah. So, uh, roughly, uh, let me do a little clicky click right here. Um, let's see. I, I also should ask while you're doing, uh, when was this particular book printed? Like, how recent is this information I'm reading? Looks fairly recent. Okay, cool. Like, the, the, the book binding on the back is still nice and mm -hmm. snug against the book. Um, nice. It actually has a really nice, like, uh, copy of a painting on the front of the college itself. Uh, you find out that around 2,000 years ago, uh, there was a person by the name of Radithor Thoth of Room uh, who had created this college. Um, and it originally had started as um, this this place for arcane study um it had eight uh eight like bastions on the edges uh and formed like the star shape uh and each of these bastions was related to one of the schools of magic um and in that uh you continue to read uh over the years uh they you see this mention of something called the Conflux. Uh, and there's not a lot of information about it, but it's something that the Star Vault wielded at one point in time. Uh, and it mentions the Shattered Southlands and states that the Shattered Southlands were actually caused or a result of the conflux being used at one point in time apparently eldrithia and mainland docus once were connected by a land bridge and that land bridge no longer exists in the world you've seen maps of this world now that land bridge is just small islands in between the two so you kind of learn that uh eldrithia used to you know be a part of the mainland uh, you continue reading on that uh, Radithor ended up leaving the Star Vault and his son, Kaimil, uh, came in to run the college after that. And that's pretty much where it leaves off there. Um, you see some mentions of Hermatia and the Moonforge uh, being on a ley line. So it's the three areas are on these magic ley lines. Um, and that's that's about the the gist of what you pick up from the book in the short amount of time you read uh so if amir because amir is going to go back and forth is the the college is currently open now yes mm -hmm. okay and looking back at the map you had looked at when you first walked in the star vault is in the capital city of eldrithian which is right down the mountain from where y'all are right now Okay. I think while Amir is flipping through and reading, uh, there's... In, like, older fancy books, when they have that kind of... Uh, what's the, the word I'm looking for? When they use pointillism to, to shade things into those black and white images, mm -hmm. uh, I think there would be an image of the... The room where the the eight and the the leader um, meet that kind of pointed star area of each of the schools of magic 
And I think Amir just stares at that for a really long time. Um, and uh, I think his hand starts to, like, uh, uh, grip and get, like, a little white-knuckled, like he wants to pull out the page, but then he just keeps flipping and reading as much as he can. Absolutely. Hope. What's up? What, what are we doing? You still um, looking through the telescope? Yeah, I think, like, having kind of, like, not necessarily mastered, but got a good grasp on, on how the telescope works, mm -hmm. I think Hope is looking for something familiar, something that she's seen before. Yeah. Um. Uh Nothing. There's nothing specific about it. It's just something that she would have seen before, whether it's looking up at the night sky or something through the crystal, just to find something that, like, she has seen before, so she can essentially get a better look at it. Yeah. Just as, the novelty of this is still very much like. <laughs> as you're rolling through, you're you're getting to look at like these beautiful stars and nebulas. Uh, there's one as you pass by it uh you you kind of go over it real quick and then come back to it there's this black void and it has this thin line of light around it and it draws in your attention and for the first time like your 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 body is picking up all these images of all these things. This one doesn't appear on your body. Oh. Did we lose no. did we lose audio? Maybe? Maybe. Let's see. Uh, I can hear on my end. Yeah, everything Maybe. sounds. Just uh, reboot, reboot that, uh, reboot the Twitch. Should be working. Um, but yeah, this is this mm -hmm. is what you see. You see this. It's just like this black void uh, with this thin beam of light that stretches like a line in front of it. So it's not familiar, but it catches my eye. It feels familiar. Oh, shit. Uh, I think I will add... Sorry, I've just realized. Agent has no audio, and we verbally told yeah. him to replace the stream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, we know what we're doing. We're great. We're professionals. <laughs> Um, professionalism. Professionals. Uh, but yeah, no, it has this vague familiarity uh, to it to you. Okay. Uh, I will kind of step back from the telescope just so that, because obviously it's not showing up on me, so to get a, uh, get a proper look at it, he's going to have to use the telescope. I'm just going to go this different. What is? Aldrich looks and he's just, oh, uh, well, I don't know. I'll take a look and he looks down. He's like, 
Um, I mean... I can't really tell what it is. There's a star cluster here, but I don't... What is it you're trying... What is it that you see? I'm gonna, like, have another look. I can still see it, right? Mm-mm. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, this star cluster is a gorgeous one. Okay, okay, hang on, I need to... Okay, okay. Just gonna, just gonna, just gonna make a quick roll for my benefit. Yeah, okay. Uh... I saw something else. It's gone now. But not fast like star. It go. Ah. Black. Black. Round. Light. Well, from what you're describing, it sounds like a black hole, but those are stationary objects in the night sky. What is black hole? So, from what we understand of black holes, there's two options. Uh, one of which is they're portals to other planes of existence. Uh, and... Occasionally, they could open and shut. Um, there, there are some ancient races out there that would use portals out in the Astral Sea, but uh, the other is when uh, we, we believe when a star is far too large and it implodes in on itself and the, the gravity of that collapses and uh, starts pulling matter from around it, inside it. If portal maybe just close. That's very possible. Maybe. But that's the great thing about the Astral Sea and, you know, space in itself is everything is very far away. Yes. Yes. So, not to be harsh on it, but hopefully it's someone else's problem. <laughs> yes. I think, so this entire time, like, hope has been radiating a joy that can probably be felt halfway across the room. And I think for the first time in this conversation, it's just rained in quite a bit. <laughs> just like, oh, no. <laughs> That's, hmm. Hmm. The, I, <laughs> I know yes, there are, uh, are those that fear the cosmos uh, with its grandeur and how large it is. Uh, but I, I look at it this way, uh, Hope. Uh, I look that we are small insignificance on a small rock floating through the cosmos. And 
being part of that cosmos, it's wonderful to get to look back out at it. So, there are scary things out there. But we are relatively safe on our tiny little rock. I do not fear much about everything to me is unknown. If I fear the unknown, I stop. I have to. So I don't. very good way of looking at that. Thank Dear, you for teaching me. Absolutely, anytime. I find my, uh, me and my brother here, uh, we, we tend to stay here. Uh, we're not much for adventure in the way of the world, but we, we enjoy the adventure of learning uh, of the cosmos, like you could say. But yes, feel free. Uh, you have you now understand how this telescope works. Uh, this lever here lets you kind of zoom in and out. You can get a closer look at things if you happen to find anything. And uh, if, if yeah, you just see one of the lenses in the middle of the telescope just sliding back and forth. You you hear this slight like noise of it, like grinding a little bit uh, from being moved so much. Uh, he says, <laughs> uh, if you uh, need anything at all, uh, we'll be right over there. Okay. Uh, Deirdre, how's your, how's your painting looking? Uh, I don't know. I just like kind of, you know, Deirdre like does this thing sometimes when she's like just composing to herself where she just kind of like doesn't really like think of anything in particular, just kind of like lets her her hands do whatever they want and that's like kind of what she's doing with this painting just kind of like letting it go where it wants to go like not trying to make anything in particular letting shapes be shapes you know a the very, usual. very abstract feel to it uh just kind of like yeah just letting her hands do whatever they want to do you know yeah like she she's like tried to think of something to paint for a little bit and then was like I don't even know if I can paint. So <laughs> it's just like yeah, just letting kind of like her her hands do whatever they want to do. Like whatever feels right, you know? Yeah. I love that. Uh, Amir as you're reading more into this book, uh you come across uh some more info um apparently at the uh mage college the um the dormitory area of the divination section of the school imploded mm -hmm. everyone who was inside in the entire section of that building vanished at some given point in time roughly two to three hundred years prior to the current events now uh, this does this line up with the timeline of people describing like seeing into the divine and like kind of losing their their gourd a little bit? It does. Okay. Um, and, and what exactly happened? Sorry, if you could uh, refresh me. The way divination the, wing. 
yeah the way yeah. it's described in the book is that um two 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 uh they uh they have different wings for each of the eight schools of mm -hmm. magic there and the whole section for the divination section just imploded and vanished including everyone who was inside that includes the students the archmage of that division all of them just vanished does this now this is getting into area of like the school had a tragedy thing so i'm assuming it's not going to be supreme detail but is this like described as an implosion in the sense of there was rubble and debris and the school had to be rebuilt or was this implosion and everything was gone it was an implosion of everything is gone okay uh eventually the school did rebuild that section uh except for it's now a uh the the, the way the book describes it is it's now a place of remembrance uh and mm. a local uh do, 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 do. a local so sorry uh that's okay uh a local church called the sisterhood of the grieving day um has set up a mourning place uh here in that section of the school for people that can go and you know do remembrances and things for those who were in that section and this implosion happened about 200 years ago? Uh, roughly two to 300 years ago. The book's kind of vague on the timeline. Okay. There's a question I want to ask, but... I'm going to message you, because I think this is a private question thing. Okay. Do you want us to deafen, maybe? We can go to Secret Player. It's it's a it's a fairly short question, so I mean, yeah, you know, I guess I don't mind. Does okay? I'm gonna try and use as vague language as possible. Actually, here before do, you do that, you two, mm -hmm. deafen. I, I, yeah. I won't I won't put you off screen. We'll just have you deafen for a moment. I'll give you a thumbs up when we're ready. All right. Well, almost. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, so my question is does the disappearance of the divination wing line up with amir's reappearance in this plane yes i i really was hoping you wouldn't say that but i i knew you were gonna okay oh, i don't like that okay when when that happened Did Amir reappear where this happened, or was Amir somewhere else in the school? So, Amir would have appeared um, somewhere else in the school, roughly same time. Okay. Okay, that's it for my question. All right. Thank you. I don't like that. 
Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Welcome back. Thank uh, you for those fun facts about kittens and stuff. It's so cool. Absolutely. We love our little displacer kittens. They're mm -hmm, such mm -hmm. cool little creatures. Um, the last thing you would, uh, the book's not very long and it's giving very mm -hmm. like, vague descriptions of the school and things. Uh, it it's does... giving vague. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so the last thing you would have read in this book in particular, uh, was that Radathor used, um, this power of the conflux, which it doesn't go over at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was used uh, twice. Uh, the first was when the Great Blight happened. Uh, there was a... It goes into small detail of this. There was a Lich Druid uh, who uh, had this... Um, they, they, they describe it as a sacred grove uh, that was in a warring part of the world at the time uh and when the druid became a lich uh this grove started expanding and expanding and was taking over the entire continent of Dacus. and radathor used this power to pretty much smite down this lich druid and brought normalcy back to the world uh in the second event uh it's talked about uh that radathor had used this power for a second time when uh, Eldrithia and the Krieg Eldriths were uh, at war with each other. Uh, and one thing led to another, and it's, again, very vague. Um, but it mentions that... Do, 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 do. It mentions that... Um, that's how the Shattered... Southlands were created. Okay. Is there any imagery or anything of what the conflux looks like or or was specifically, or is it just like reference by name? Reference by name only. Okay. I don't want to make everybody deaf again, but I have another follow-up question. <laughs> you heard it here, you two. Tevin up! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry! And we're good. So... Does... Has Amir seen the Conflux? No. Okay. That's, that's what I was thinking, and with the timeline and stuff? Okay, cool. That's it. That's it. That's all I wanted to know. That's it. That's all. We just got two uh -huh. two cute beans with their put Psyduck down. Swole duck. Hi. <laughs> it's just it's swole duck o'clock. Let's go, baby. That's, that's all we get. That's all we get. That's all we get. Swole. For the rest yeah. of the session. For for Swole. those uh, listening on the the podcast side of this, uh, Jen just had up a box with the imagery of swole duck. Uh, in front of the camera. Psyduck but jicked. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes. Psyduck on protein. It, it's, it's been a couple hours uh, for the three of you doing, you know, your own individual task. Uh, 
What would you all like to be doing now? Uh, is Pickle still on my shoulders? I don't know. Is Pickle? I think Pickle's, like, kind of roaming around the room just to, like, check in um, if anybody needs anything. But um, I think if, like, yeah, if it's a good, like, 10, 20 minutes where, like, uh, Deirdre's just painting and Hope is just vibing, I think Pickle would find, like, a comfy place. So if that's on a shoulder or just sitting down, then that's what would be going on. But, um, yeah, I think Pickle is just waddling about. However, Pickle, though, is not... Uh, Pickle's eyes don't change pink anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after having kind of like looked at a couple more things in the sky, just because it's so cool. Oh my god, it's so cool. Um, Hope is going to find Pickle. Uh, give him a little, a little fuss under the chin. Uh, and then telepathically tell Pickle. I think we need to talk. Uh, if, huh. If Pickle is spoken to telepathically, can Pickle respond? How does that work? I've never, I, like, played a lot of d and I don't think anyone's ever used telepathy on a familiar before that I can think of. So, in this homebrew world... Excuse me. Uh, this homebrew world, uh, familiars are of the same. They're either conjured spirits from different planes. Um, mm-hmm. So they do have their own sentience, but they also do have their loyalty still, right? So mm-hmm. with that, I think uh, Hope could telepathically communicate via emotion uh, through Pickle. Cool. Do you wait? Did you say through or two? Uh, two. Okay, cool. I might have said three, that's why, but it is two. Yeah, when it, yeah, I was like, I was confused a little bit, but all good. Um, that's funny because I was aiming for through. <laughs> that's what I kind of figured, but that's why I was like, would it go to like a mirror would hear it, but I don't think a mirror can like. I guess a mirror technically could to be like, hey, hey, pickle, pass this message. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't. Uh, I think just hearing that, uh, pickle would like nod and then hop down and just scoot towards the library then i will follow pickle so following pickle uh you head around this like wall uh you take a second to glance up you see uh deirdre up there with this very interesting looking abstract painting uh and then you see sundrop up there as well just like vibing out uh, at this point, like, all the brushes have been pushed off to the side, and he's just straight up just, like, slapping the canvas with paint with his own hands. Um, I thought awesome. you were going to say he had, like, glow sticks or something. I was just like... <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, but you, you <laughs> round the wall, because uh, the room in which the, the, the observatory is is very rounded. Uh, you round this round wall. Uh, and it comes to another door. Uh, there's a hallway that continues down, and it looks like it goes to a staircase that goes up. 
uh one might assume that's where the the rooming is here um but as you enter into this doorway there's a small library and sitting on the ground in the corner with a book you would see a mirror i think i will approach but like leave a little distance because like i think at this point hope probably knows that when amir is reading Amir isn't necessarily super aware of the immediate surroundings and doesn't want to spook him. Uh, I think Amir is sitting like on like a chair or something and there's just the book like in Amir's lap and Amir doesn't sit like that very often. It's like Hope enters and Amir is like sitting there like staring at the door um, a little a little pensively. Um, and then, uh, I think the second, like, Hope enters, uh, Amir just looks to Pickle, and Pickle would, like, kind of nod and back out, and Pickle's gonna go run and grab Deirdre as well. Um. Amir slowly gets up, and, uh, returns the first book that they read, um, You changed when you looked through the the lens. Has that happened before? No, but this is new place. Place, not right word. Seeing things from outside, good. Seeing things through telescope, amazing. What is it you wanted to talk about, Hope? Amir's not looking at Hope. Amir's still looking at the bookshelf. Something I saw. Do you know Black Hole? Like what a black hole is? Yes. A black hole usually is when something light collapses on itself. It causes all energy and mass to and like Amir immediately realizes is just like I'm using very big words for someone who uh, is still like a telepath um, <laughs> and so Amir uh, would uh, kind of sit think for a bit um, uh, and I think at this point probably like Pickle uh, or I'm going to look through Pickle's eyes is Deirdre like deep in painting like it like, would that be a kind of a dick move if, like, I sent Pickle to, like, grab Deirdre right now? Or is, is Deirdre just, like, kind of doing this more chill? Oh, she lost in the sauce. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> if, 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 if she lost... I was gonna say that is a bit, but damn! <laughs> uh, if she's, if she's super into it, then I think Pickle would, like, wait in sight of Deirdre and, like, uh, and every so often, like, kind of look up, uh, like... But not, 
not show any urgency because Pickle's got their little bell, and I think like when Pickle like starts scrambling, you know. But Pickle's pretty chill, and it's just like you got time to paint, but you know, when you can, team meeting. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Amir, uh, Amir takes their the like rests their thumb on the back of their scalp and runs their finger almost like someone running a match gently and then flicks one of those uh small images uh that they create with encode thoughts that they've been using for this the scrapbooking and whatnot and places on a table uh a star and telepathically um when hope and amir would look at it uh, this image starts to move and it shows the star essentially humming and vibrating until it collapses on itself, going fully inward. There's nothing left. And then an expulsion of, of force. And uh, Amir would show us uh, some rocks and things going through the process of, fun fact, spaghettification. There's a word for y'all. Uh, where essentially the matter is so dense and tight and pulled where it is just showing things being rendered. Uh, and it is, I think the imagery Amir is showing is Amir is trying to show a natural cosmic process, but with A, the information Amir has just gathered and B, personal things, I think this is getting shown as truly violent as it really is, as it is something bright powerful causing an explosion a supernova and then it is pulling and destroying everything around it um and Question. yeah would it have a ring of light around it a, a black hole specifically i think black holes are like the direct absence so this is jakey's information so i'm not sure would amir have an answer to that because I mean, I'm playing with the information of like what Jakey knows and Amir's smarter than Jakey. So if I can give a fun fact, I feel like Amir could. With the knowledge, yes, there uh if if it was pulling in a star or other light source, yeah, then that's yeah, what I kind the, of figured the, the light would be wrapped around the black okay. hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think Amir would convey that like that's possible. In most cases, it's it is literally a pure absence of light because there's no way it can travel through it. Um, I think watching this with... A detached interest, I think, in the... Understanding how th this is how black holes are made, but obviously with the... You know, extra Amir flavoring that's happening right now. Kind of not like... Like, ooh, something, ooh, that's not good. Um, I think Hope would l probably be crouched next to this to, to kind of get like the full kind of visual. Um, look up at Amir and just ask consent. For what exactly? I saw black hole vanish. Is this 
because this is Jakey Flair. Is 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 Hope asking Amir to look into Hope's head to see, or is Hope looking to look into Amir's head? Hope is asking for, and this is something that you that I think these two characters would have established. Yeah, yeah, Hope yeah, is yeah. asking for permission to to essentially project the image of what she saw to Amir. It's not a case of I'm looking at something. Mm. It's it's I'm giving you this. Essentially, I'm giving you this this video, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think Amir would would nod and uh, allow this. And so you you would see what Hope originally saw, and then sort of like a a short smash cut edit of of the the brief conversation of oh it's not there anymore, and then looking and seeing that it's not there anymore. Amir, what you see is exactly what you've described to V. Uh, you see this this black void in the sky, and there's this ring. You don't you don't see it as a ring. It looks like a flat line of light in front of it, uh, and then it the the vision of it just dissipates and you see what v saw or i'm sorry what hope saw uh when looking through the telescope for a second time and this is where we're gonna take a break real quick and we'll be back <laughs> in 15 minutes so don't miss out come back some crazy lore it's all been tonight <sighs> lore Oh, it's me, Drew! You know, uh, the DM for the game that you're currently watching. Well, hey, do I have something for you? Are you, uh, you've been wanting to make your own dice? You know, make dice for yourself, make dice for your friends, start your own dice business. You, you just don't know where to start? Well, let me tell you over at DiceyEncountersDice.com, I sell molds. Uh, not just any molds, but dice molds. They're pretty great. Look at them. Look at it. You cut you get you get a set of seven and you can choose which d4 or which d12 you want to do You want to make caltrop ones so you can safeguard your family in the middle of the night and stop any would-be intruders Boom, you can do it. You want a more uh, cool shape like these nice uh, Crystal shaped ones do it. It's up to you but uh, currently, right now, I've got uh, sales on molds going on because uh, I'm going to be moving soon. And so I'm going to have to close up shop for a couple months. Uh, so now's the time to get them. If you want to learn how to make your own dice, well, you can get small ones. You can get yeah, big ones. You can do ones where it comes with two and you can do like a blank dice inside of a numbered dice. The possibilities are limitless, you know, so... Uh, if I've ever said anything in my life, if I've ever said anything, it would be this. If you want to learn how to make your own dice, well, I'll teach you. I got you. So, come here. Come here. Come here. No, come here. Come, come, come. Hey, guess what? You can buy some dice. Molds. Dice molds. Yeah. You know, sorry, this is unhinged, but, you know, we're here for it. This is D&D. So, okay. Back go. Uh, there you go. Anyways, long story short, diceyencounters.dice.com. 
buy your molds, start your own business, you know, do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I appreciate you. I, I appreciate all of you. So uh, let's, I don't know, we can uh, get back to the show. So bye. Love you. Yes. Most of us are back. We're back. We're back. Most of us are back. Hey. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, Jakey's uh, taking a momentary stroll somewhere. Uh, I think Jakey left to go get milk. Um, <laughs> or cigarettes. Or cigarettes. And hopefully we'll come back. I really hope. I really hope Jakey didn't go for cigarettes because we all know how that ends. And I'm not ready to say goodbye to Papa Amir yet. <laughs> So, you know, let's, uh, let's get, let's get back to it. Uh, Deirdre, we will start with you. Um, yes. Deirdre, you've been, you've been, you've been lost in the sauce with this painting. Uh, what kind mm -hmm. of colors have you been using? Um, you know, I kind of just like, like, once again, I'm just like, I'm letting this, this painting do what it wants to. So I just kind of like picked a bunch of stuff and like just threw it on a palette you know just like no rhyme or reason <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like you know was like i maybe i need lots of this maybe i need lots of that and just kind of like once again just like letting my hands do whatever the hell they wanted uh because i'm i'm just i'm just letting let myself go do the thing like paint a, a beautiful portrait i don't know what it is um maybe it's not a portrait maybe it's a landscape maybe there's some some happy little trees i don't know just so let myself, like, thing. You, you you come out of your like little trance that you were in and as you do you look on the canvas uh it's very colorful uh and also, at the same token, very abstract. Uh, you take a look at it, and it really reminds you of the Feywilds. Uh, you see lots of pastels uh, and very colorful landscape. And it, it brings not necessarily a memory back to you, but this smell, there's a smell that wafts in the air for you for a moment, looking at this painting, and you can't place where you remember it from, but it's soft and has hints of rose and tea and old books. And just as soon as the smell is there, it vanishes away. And now out of the trance, um, you, you hear Sundrop off in the corner. He's like, oh, dude, that looks sick. Oh, um, uh, thank you. I knew it. I knew when I saw another fellow bard coming up to do some painting uh, I knew it was going to be good even with the no I'm not even saying that because that's a non-compliment we don't do those here you know what it's amazing I love your art thank you um I don't 
how I feel about it, but... How does it, it, it's, it's not about how you feel about it. How does it make you feel? How does it make me feel? Yeah, like, do you get any, like, vibes or, like, emotions? Like, what, it, what, it, what do you, what's going on in that noggin, dude? Roll for emotional impact. <laughs> yeah, let's let's roll for emotional impact. What is that? <laughs> How do I feel about this? <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about it? You could roll a wisdom to see how you feel about it. Sure. Is that a wisdom save or just straight wisdom? Just uh, straight wisdom. They're the same. Straight so. wisdom. <laughs> Got none of that around here. Uh, Yeehaw. 16 for a flat wisdom check. I would say, I mean, this is your character, so, but I would say it would probably be more on the positive side of how you feel about this painting. Hmm. I mean... It, it kind of maybe reminds you a little bit of home. Yeah, there's like, there's some nostalgia there. There's some, you know, some, some longing. Um, and it's kind of nice, you know? But I really, I have to ask the painting a question because I'd be remiss without asking it. Do you want to exist? That's like a heavy question, dude, but like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, in kind of different contexts, you know, if I could like exist as like an ethereal being and just like be everywhere at once, that would be like mind bending, dude. But like, are you just like more of like just existing in life? Cause that's not a good way to live, my dude. Oh, um, it's, it's more something I was taught before. Like, if you make anything, you have to, like, have the decency to ask it if it wants to exist or not. Whoa, I didn't even realize you were, like, talking to the painting. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't, I can't ask you if you want to exist or not. That's, yeah, I can't do that, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, like... If it doesn't answer, then I guess I, it's my choice, but like... Or if it's incapable of answering, then I just let it be. But, if it does answer that it doesn't want to exist, then we have a duty to, to give it its... Uh, give it its choice. These are some like, really heavy thoughts, dude. And I don't know if I can handle that unless I got some of that Zaza, but you know, like... Man, let me tell you, you're you're probably one of the coolest people I've met that came into this place. So I just like, wow, you know. Oh. Well, I think you're pretty cool too. Oh, I mean, that's good. You want to see something neat? And he he reaches over, and there's like this little bowl of it looks like sand particles almost. And he picks it up and he sprinkles it over his hair. And I don't know if you've ever seen those, like, color-changing campfire pellets that you can throw in campfire and it changes the color of the fire. 
the fire on his hair just starts going like prismatic. He's like, this is wild. Is it not like completely changing the subject from what you were just talking about? It may be uh, a spot too heavy for him. That's a-okay. Um, that's, that's really neat. I've never seen anybody do that to their hair before. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know if this is going to fit in my bag, but we're certainly going to try. <laughs> so. Well, uh, if you ever, like, I don't know, want to paint again, come on back by. I'll be here. It'll be great. I will do that. Now we go back to Amir and home. Mm -hmm. What's up? What's up, my two loves? Uh, while <sighs> I was thinking about this the whole break, and I still Amir looks to hope after seeing this imagery consent and Amir indicates pointing like from his head to hopes always I really wish you didn't say that V I really wish you didn't Amir cats cast detect thoughts on hope Okay. When I cast Detect Thoughts, there is a, a question I asked you, Drew, um, which you don't have to say out loud. Is either the last little bit or any either of those two questions a yes? If you want, I can re-message you what they are. No, I know what they are. I'm. I'm. You're just. You're just pondering. Yeah, I'm giving it a giving it a good ponder. Oh, I hate that smile you have. I hate it so much because it's. I gotta go. I am so stressed right now. What the fuck is happening? Even with with reading deep into the thoughts, you don't mm -hmm. pick up an answer, either affirming or not. Or okay. That's okay. So that's that's fine. That's not the answer I'm looking for. Amir is going to first capture a glimpse of what Hope saw. Like Hope passed it on, but uh, Amir is going to specifically try and capture that memory and just kind of flick behind his ear and hold that. But he's holding it away from Hope. Amir wants to go back because if it's full, like if you do want Hope to still roll a wisdom save then like or i guess if hope would um amir's gonna go all the way back as far as possible into hope's memory up to the moment with the the coming in contact with the crystal and amir wants to specifically see what what form of events does hope remember leading up to the crystal and if hope was there a when it like first arrived and B, um, what their consciousness and feelings are towards the crystal as it landed prior to interacting with it. Or landed, okay. rather. I'm saying landed because I'm making assumptions, and I, mm -hmm. and I, know, and I know generally the gist of, of it. 
But yeah, Amir's trying to go step by step of basically like watch doing the whole like, can you enhance that bit of the video? Space bar, <laughs> like pause. But Amir's doing this basically trying to watch frame by frame, trying to get the thoughts, feelings, sensations, and everything of the first contact and as much as possible prior to coming in contact because, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, two things before mm-hmm. I begin this 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 fucking word feast that you're about to get. Mm, uh, love it. Feast nom, 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 delicious. Uh, wisdom save? Hope wouldn't. Hope trusts on you. I hate that answer! Sorry! Anyway. <laughs> I know, but... Give me. Uh, and secondly, um, there are certain parts of this that are probably still going to be quite overwhelming for Amir, because mm-hmm. prior to the change, it wasn't hope. It was a flump that was part of a cloister, and everything is exchanged. So there's going to be a lot of noise, background noise, essentially, but you will be able to kind of identify that particular flumps process. Because they were, at mm-hmm. the time, they were not with the collective, like not actively present around the collective. So there would have been less, essentially, background traffic. But and I'm just is- pre-warning, pre-warning you, because this Amir would realize this pretty quickly. Which this... Actually, surprisingly, while that would be overwhelming, makes Amir's job significantly easier. And I'm going to ask my question out loud, which, Drew, you can choose to answer or not, uh, like, aloud if you want. But I feel like this is a very important question. The moment that Amir goes over the memory of Hope coming in contact with the stone, how many, like, heads are in the hive mind thinking right now with the collective? Does the stone add another thought? Does it just change what hope is, or does it add more to the collective? I have a thought about that because okay. of the distance between hope and the collective. Because mm-hmm. like hope has hope, because it's not hope at this point. It's yeah. just a flunk. Uh, yep. has to return to the collective to be able to exchange information. Yes. So if it adds a voice, it would only add a voice to that flump. It wouldn't oh, yeah. add it to the collective until that flump went back. So the question you've got to ask yourself is, does hope go back? I mean, so that's that's kind of yes, but most of the question I'm asking is because if, if Amir is able to f- follow through with like going through hope's memories of, mm-hmm. of it, even if it's this particular flump per se, at some point this flump would go from being a part of the collective coming in contact with the stone and then hope emerging in some regards within that break, there would be a difference of say, for example, there's 20 flumps or something. There would be 20 voices, potentially 13 voice or 21 voices or just one thing, you know? Why is there... What? Somebody just sent me a message, it's fine, I'm fine, it's fine. I'm fine. Uh, so yeah, if potentially there okay, would be sorry, yeah. a... Because in this cacophony, it's for... For example, say, say for example, Amir is 
like Amir is smarter than Jakey. And so Amir would be able to close their eyes and listen to a symphony, because this is how I'm going to use this for comparison. If Amir sat down, listened to this hive mind of thoughts, and hears a full, beautiful orchestral band of thoughts while that's overwhelming, if there is another instrument that does not match the collective saxophone, tuba, whatever that is just abruptly added, Amir would be able to flag that, and Amir is going to try and follow where that comes from. Uh, yeah, I know I'm going on a bit of a, like, a Pepe Sylvia, yeah, where's yeah, the yeah. red thread? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, how, but about, yeah. how about I tell you what you see first, and then oh. we'll figure oh, it out from there. Just because, okay. like, because I feel like, to in order to best give you an answer, telling mm -hmm. you the order of events first is going to assist. Yes, cool. Yeah? So mm -hmm. you want to go from the, 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 the bit before the incident, and then a little bit after. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Amir is like trying to trying to scrub through there uh, <laughs> is uh, enhanced. Okay, okay. So mm -hmm. uh, there is a flump in the underdog. They are a specifically designated as as an explorer and a wanderer and a nomad to gain more information about the area around where that particular cloister lives. Mm hmm. This is that flump story. This flump has traveled quite a bit through the Underdark, quite extensively. This flump is, I guess, middle-aged for a flump. Um, which you would know to be about sort of like 10, 11 would be middle-aged. Okay. Um, this is an area of the Underdark this Flump has not been to before. There is a large kind of cave opening, like underground cave opening from this tunnel that this Flump has come through. And there are various bits and pieces of adventurer detritus, essentially. This is not particularly uncommon in the Underdark, especially in this area. Uh, Adventurers die all the time and leave their stuff behind. It is what it is. Uh, there is a staff. There is some other stuff, some just bits and pieces, boots, armor, what have you, a couple of swords, a shield, I don't know. None of that is important. The staff is the staff that you know that Hope carries. There is a large crystal, round, opalescent, with jagged cracks of light in it. You have seen this crystal. It is the one that is on Hope's staff. The flump approaches these items with interest because that is what the flump does. It is not currently connected to the collective because of distance, but it has the background knowledge and noise of carrying the information that it does from the collective. Essentially, Memories, history, that kind of thing. But they're not all in that flump's voice because that's how a hive mind works. Uh, <laughs> the tendrils reach out and touch this crystal. And there is a single voice both inside the crystal and inside the head of this flump. A lot of what physically happens, this flump does not remember. But what you see from the flump's perspective 
is uh, essentially just like, you know that gif of the cat, the prophecy is true? <laughs> A little flower, the prophecy. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but on like steroids, like it's it's images. Of, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but a little flump face. Um, uh, this images of like you know galaxies, uh, different planes, places that are beyond the realms of imagination, creatures, beings, darkness, light, just all cascading through this this flump's tiny little brain, um, and this realization that like. There is such noise out there. There is such noise. There is such chaos. There is such life. There is such light, dark, good, bad. There is so much out there. And you are but the tiniest speck of a fraction of a piece of dust in existence. And isn't that wonderful? And there's an interest that this flump, who has always been designated a wanderer and an explorer that, that that grabs onto this this flump and the flump grabs back and then after some time the eyes open and i have hands i have feet i have eye and the realization that they're not a collective anymore they are becoming an individual. And you see them grab a couple of things from the, the ground because fucking this body apparently needs clothes, I guess. Uh, isn't that what adventurers wear? That's what I've seen them wear before. And uh, learning to walk, which takes about an hour, is quite frankly objectively funny. Um... Approaching the collective from a distance, sending a thought across to them, which is just a, a, a little bit of grief and a goodbye, and then turning around and leaving. And if you watch further, you will see yourself as hope ends up bumping into you but that's probably a couple of days down the line do you have questions comments concerns because i've got concerns <laughs> i have two questions of course does the voice that comes from the crystal sound like hopes that's the first question I think yes and no. I think you can hear where... I think it's probably one of those where you can hear two voices speaking okay. at the same time, and one of them is hopes, and one of them isn't. The second question... Specifically through the memory, you said a flump picks that up, becomes an individual, and then hope. What sparked the name Hope? Yeah, I know that time. smell. 
I've had a little time to think about this because I, in my head, when we first built these characters, I had a thought. And that was partly why she was almost called Strawberry. Mm. I think with the knowledge of being so insignificant in this wider, wider world and realizing that they are something new and that they have to now go and figure out what it means to be something new. I think hope searching through the the little Rolodex of feelings and emotions that the collective have picked up from travelers as they've, as they've gone through, of people who have gone near the Ilfids and died, gone near the Ilfids and lived. I think hope would have found the word that resonated the best for how they felt in that moment. Even though the world is big and scary and sometimes very dark, there is always hope. That's good. Amir, let's go of this connection for... I think Amir was probably just like staring into space for the whole while. Pulled out like... Uh, uh, and I think looks at hope and I don't think Amir looks upset or disappointed or anything. I think Amir looks conflicted, like a little lost, like that was... That was an answer with more questions kind of thing, which of course it's going to be. It's it's Dungeons and Dragons, baby. Um, uh, and I think Amir kind of takes a step back. This is a very curious place. And... I think there's a lot for you to see here. I think it'd be a waste to spend it all in the library. But if there's anything you need from here, I can help. But I think you should keep looking at the stars, Hope. I think that's important. Can I vibe check Amir right now? Like, what's like, 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 what's the vibe that that Amir is giving out in terms of emotion? I, I don't think Amir's trying to hide anything. So I think Amir right now is. Amir, like, for sake of like rolling things back, has a like a twenty intelligence. Amir is a a genius of sorts. Amir is 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 brilliant and smart 
and is constantly solving puzzles and looking for the latest bug facts. I mean, check out his little bug pouch. And I think Amir has found something that Amir can't just think them their way out of. They can't just have the facts here because this is something so much larger. Amir could like be able to list every constellation, every every different star body, celestial bed, uh, where to look in the observatory, times of year and stuff. This doesn't answer that question. And no matter how, I think, close Amir would get to this, it's going to keep provoking more and more questions. So I think Amir is... I think Amir is genuinely stumped for... And I think this would be a thing that, like, Amir does not show often, of, like, if something outsmarts Amir or whatever... Um, Amir often looks as that as like a challenge, but I think right now Amir is 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 scared, hopeful, excited. Um, I think there's just a lot running through Amir, but also I think that feeling of insignificance, which Amir walks with every single day, I think is the something that Amir is kind of passing forward of saying like it is a literal waste. You are like. Essentially, the, the things that would be going through Amir's head if, if, if Hope were to, to read thoughts is like, it's a waste of your time to be reading these books because these books were written by humans and you are the creation of clearly something very different. There is no amount of ink on this page that is going to capture your experience. And Amir's entire life is dedicated to books, writing, and words. And there is n there's not a single book in here that's going to have an answer. And so Amir is essentially saying, it is a waste of your time to be sitting by me right now because I can't help you. But this place can offer you so much more. So I think that is, while that sounds dismissive and a little sad, I think for Amir, though, it's accepting the fact that it's like, everything is so big. There's a lot, everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's the vibe, you know? <laughs> okay. Hmm. I think Hope is going to... Kind of trying, like, trying to understand that current of emotion and what Amir is saying I think Hope will just kind of nod reach into the bag put the last little punnet of blueberries down eat please and then kind of get up look like they're about to say something else and then leaves uh, but you would probably notice that I'd say throughout this whole exchange the like the wild shape has dropped by this point um, mm -hmm. so it's not been it's not been constellations and stuff for for a hot second but you would notice that their skin has a more of a tinge of blue as they leave um, and hope we'll head back to the telescope and start setting, like adjusting the settings so that she can sit and just look at things. <laughs> We're going Gibby height, baby. As hope heads off to the telescope, 
Deirdre is packing up the art supplies and Amir has had this interesting exchange. The three of you realize it's getting late. You're only getting tired. Um, it's been a very eventful day. Uh, you've started in the Byhorn Basin in the Valley View Guild Hall. You had so honestly started the day leaving the the um, oh no yeah from waking up from the Valley View and teleporting over to this place. You spent most of the day doing your individual, you know, tasks and things. And the day is growing and ending. What would we like to do? The player in me wants to say, uh, not fall asleep because that's going to be a dream sequence. And I know we're all going to hate that. But uh, if, I, if I ever heard one, who oh boy, DM to DM, I hate the sentence. You just said, yeah, it's getting late. You know, you're a little tired, sleepy. I'm like, oh, God, we're going to fall asleep and we're all going to have such bad, bad dreams. And it's great. It's fine. Uh, uh, speak for <laughs> yourself. I don't need to sleep. <laughs> uh, there's other ways to have nightmares. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm true. Uh, I have happen. them all the time, baby. Uh, time for Morales to steam in to come to play them. <laughs> yeah, basically. Hey, um, Drew, can I put in a request? Can my paralysis demon look like this cute little beaten? Yes. Sure. No, wait, you'll turn this against me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be you see a cute little owl bear, and then his limbs start to elongate. And uh, yeah, wait, no. wait, uh, wait. This? As my sleep paralysis demon. I was gonna say, have you seen Jacked Kirby? Because I don't think you want that either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think before uh going to bed, Amir's gonna munch them blueberries. Yum yum yum. Uh, but Amir's going to go to the art hall and uh, uh look at all the paintings and stuff. Um, did Deirdre leave their painting up, or did did she go toss that bad boy into her bag? Oh, I guess I would have started packing up. Hmm. So it's like, it's not fully in there, but like... Yeah, you give it a little to time to dry. and. Yeah, like it has to dry first or else it's just going to like mm -hmm. get all weird, you know? <sighs> what did you paint? Um, I haven't given it a name yet. But I think it's home. Is this where you're from? Um, sort of. Well, it, it doesn't look exactly like this. Like, I'm not the best painter, and this is clearly very abstract and out of focus. But it... It does remind me of home. And other things. You hear You seem conflicted about that. You hear oh. from across the hall. You just hear Aw oh, dude, it looks so good. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um uh <laughs> yeah, Amir just kind of glances at that, like, does the whole, like, usual Amir, like, ah! Um, 
you anyway, you sounded conflicted about that. Yes. Are you all right? Oh, yeah, no, I'm fine. Hmm. Um. Hmm. I was thinking about looking at this for a while and just trying to come up with something to play to it, but... Like music? Yeah, like sometimes, you know, you like sit out there in the world and you observe and that's how you can be inspired to create. I'm wondering what kind of music might stem from this picture. Do you want to know what the painting sounds like? I guess in a way. I've had this conversation with Hope before, but it's a new one for you and most people have differing opinions. Do you want me to show you? It would be involve looking in your head, but I can make it so I can't see anything. I can just pass you the the same way. And kind of Amir shows the encode thoughts and basically shows like an image of Pickle and then just flicks it and it turns to sparks. I can do that and pass that quickly while reading someone's mind and then just hand it to you and leave. It won't tell me a thing if I do it. And Amir's being truthful about this. Like, if he doesn't want to read the thing, if he just wants to transcribe it quickly, he can. Because I think Amir and... I don't know if Amir and Deirdre have had the conversation of, like, can I read your mind? So I think Amir is is asking that, but also, like, it also has the failsafe of, like, if you don't want me poking around in there, I will not. Hmm. I mean, you can certainly try. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use detect thoughts on on Deirdre and specifically look for the thought of what memories and images provoke this painting and what like sounds would have been around sensations and the second like that is being passed it's basically immediately out uh, and encoded and then uh, Amir's going to hand that to Deirdre and uh, end the spell just so he's not being intrusive um yeah as you do this, it creates this this interesting foggy vision of very pastel colored landscape around um, and a very out of focus building uh, in the back. Um, and most notably, there's the sensation of smell where you again smell this rose tea and old books um yeah mere hands it and kind of closes deirdre's hand on it if you close your eyes and hold on to that you will see the memory that evoked this it may be Today has been a day of a lot of information for myself, and I don't know how you're feeling generally, but sometimes these memories can be memories that we paint for a reason. But if it's something you want to hear and you want to play to, look into it, but just be mindful that you have 
And Amir like does the long awkward pause thing. As it's one of those words that's really hard for him to say. You have friends here who will listen to you and help you however possible. And yep, so enjoy the encode thought. And he starts sliding slowly, but he's still there. So like uh, Deirdre can respond and say something, but he's doing the thing of just like, oh God, I don't know what to say next. Uh, and just starts mumbling to himself. Shoulders, you know? <laughs> uh, thank you. Um... Any time. You're welcome. Um, happy playing. Uh, have a good. Sh I don't. What do you say when someone? So, do you just eat this or like? Oh God! No! 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 no. Uh, you <laughs> like spaghetti or? Uh, what? What? No. The uh, the. Because uh, Amir's like, uh, I guess he, cause he can make the the strands and the polar thing. So I think he'd make a strand for this one because he's trying to not. Be invasive. Um, basically, you just hold on to it tightly. You can close your eyes. Some people uh, do that. But essentially, it will... When you hold it tightly and just think about the object, the object will take your thoughts to whatever feelings, thoughts are captured by it. So if I were to make one about, like I, I did just now for, for Pickle... Per se, um, I would potentially see pickle in my mind, or see memories of pickle, uh, the 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 smell of of them, or uh, things they say, stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. So don't eat it. Is what I'm hearing. I'm I mean, you can. It just probably won't taste great. And I will say, like while you're I guess digesting it. There may be the odd time where your body just makes you think about that. So if there's any like trauma in that memory and you're just, you know, just chilling, that might just come up and that's that's probably not the thing you want. And maybe it is. Maybe oh. it's part of the processing. But, but yeah, no, I would say don't eat it because I don't know how long it takes to pass one of these. I have not tried. Why do you think I'm processing trauma? No, I'm saying if uh, Amir kind of goes the whole like I just said it as a blanket thing, uh, but Amir like like kind of squints. And goes, I was saying in case because sometimes memories are traumatic, but I mean your painting does look really. I like your painting a lot, Deirdre. It's just you've made a painting that looks like somewhere that you've distanced yourself from, and maybe that distancing is emotional. I'm not. I'm. I do the in-head thinking, not the heart stuff. So I'm not mm -hmm. like the therapy. I'm not good. I read self-help books, um, and when I read them, they don't help me at all. Uh, well, they do sometimes. They and Amir just like goes off for a little bit. Like there was one really interesting I read because um, I think Amir very much is like a a think don't feel individual, which I shocking. Um, uh, but yeah, it kind of rambles about that for a little bit. Um, 
yeah, I think uh, is like, no, I wasn't saying that you have trauma, but maybe you do. Who knows? It's not bad. <laughs> hey, trauma's cool, but not that cool. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's like not a, cool it's, in, that, in the way that you're thinking. It's, yeah, it's not <laughs> cool to get trauma, but like you know, it's cool to process your trauma and talk to your friends about it. But but also, um, you, you ever heard of a guy named Jesus? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but he doesn't actually say any of that. Um, but but yeah, so I think Amir just kind of like gets a little. Uh, Little fluster, but he's also, yeah, that's his thing. You know? Well, um, after I'm done composing about it, I mm. was going to gift it to my backpack, but if you like it, you can keep it. Uh, that would be very, wait, uh, gifted to your backpack? What do you mean? Well, sometimes I take things out of the backpack that I'm not mm -hmm. sure were mine, so I give it things sometimes, too. And when you give it things, does it sometimes take them? I don't know. Does it take things from my backpack sometimes? <laughs> does it DM? This is a legitimate question. Does it sometimes take things from my backpack? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm just kind of. Hmm. You know what? Yeah. Because you said at first that sometimes I like reach into my backpack and yeah, there's stuff there's that I don't remember putting in there. In there. Yeah. yeah. So like lately, I'm just like I feel like I'm taking something that doesn't belong to me. So I've just been gifting things to my backpack. You know what? I like this. I like this train of thought. Yeah. 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 Does Deidre have like intermittent amnesia or something? <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess sometimes, sometimes it takes it. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going to say something that I've said a few times to myself uh we will unpack that later i think <laughs> yeah I'll, yeah I'll, I'll put it to you this way uh Deirdre. it takes it in the same way that there's a black hole in between the car a car seat and like the center panel of <laughs> when something falls down into there it's gone forever that <laughs> sometimes happens yeah, like the, the left like sock socks, goblins. socks in the in the dryer. Exactly, same same vibe, uh, except for occasionally things appear in the dryer uh, that weren't put in there. Why is there a slice of baloney in my dryer? Because <laughs> it it could just be that I'm putting things in a pocket and then forgetting that that pocket exists. Mm -hmm. You know. It's like mm, yeah. it's like um when you when you you have like a fifty dollar bill in your coat pocket and then you put it away for the winter and then next winter you pull the fifty dollar bill out and you're like hi hey the universe is uh, looking out for us yeah I think Amir uh kind of like nods and is like okay hmm. But yeah, the way it's described is very much like, yeah, I put stuff in my bag and then it disappears. And then sometimes I pull stuff out of the bag that I didn't realize was there. I mean, that's fair. I have a scarf on. And so I'm not 
really standing by anyone at any given normal point. So. What? <laughs> Amir lifts their scarf, and Amir's about a good foot away. Mm, probably like f or five, ten feet away. Oh. And the second it's like off of Amir, uh, the the pink, bright pink scarf he has uh, turns into this more uh, like uh, dark, leathery uh, appearance, and it has tendrils at the end that almost look like there is like uh, suction frills. Uh, and then uh, that, uh, while he's holding it up, the the other like Amir that was like talking there, uh, stop, like vanishes. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah, I I kind of always have my physical boundaries going. It's just uh, and slides it back on, and then the other one reappears, and the other one vanishes. Oh, I thought you meant that you felt like out of place because you're wearing a scarf and it's like normal temperature in here. Uh, so nobody else is wearing a scarf. Yeah, no, I I clocked that right when I walked in. Yeah. That definitely, um, you know, <laughs> I, does it look bad? Scarves <laughs> <laughs> uh, are cool, right? Someone yeah, told me bow ties are cool, so I thought <laughs> scarves would also apply in that. No, I think, it, I think it looks very good on you. And honestly, though, like, cause, cause pickle can warm up in it anyways. So really, mm -hmm. I think that <laughs> if, if Pickle is an extension of you, then your fashion is an extension of yourself as well. Oh, speaking the truth! What? I believe you call them a hype man. I think I have one now. Coolsies. I'm going to. Did you want yep. the painting though? Like, uh, legitimately asking. Oh, like, uh, oh, the paint. I thought you meant the music, but I mean, like, if you. Well, I can't you... give you the music. That that's. I mean that that's fair. Uh, I don't have a I... music box, but. I like the painting a lot. Yeah, I. I mean, if if. If this is like a you feel obligated because I commented on a thing like, but I will, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd keep a painting. Okay, well then, when I'm done composing, you can have it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Amir kind of like stands there like, hmm, neat. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think Amir, there's a, there's a place to sleep in this guild hall. Like, we have rooms and stuff, because we're... Okay. Um, I I haven't really spoken to Hope about this, if we're all doing this, the... If we're, if we're all bunking pals, or we're in separate rooms, or whatever, so I am just going to stay in a room where we all could hang out, but if nobody else does, I won't take that personally. And I'm saying that genuinely. I know my tone doesn't indicate that. I'm so bad. And he's starting to slide <laughs> towards the what, stairs. What makes you feel the most comfortable? Uh, honestly, I don't after have any preference. I was about to say, after today, the what would make me the most comfortable is not making the choice. That's why I was just going to go into a really big room oh. and hope others decide for me because i'm 
You... You ever just realize you're really small? All the time. Yeah. So there's that, and also... Oh, I just read a really bad book, so it's one of those days I have a tummy ache. That is yeah. the best way I am gonna, yeah. Oh, like one of those books where you start thinking about how, like, the tapestry of life is going on forever and ever, and how, like, eventually you'll die and fall off on the edge. And, well, actually, well, I... no, um, if that's, if that's what you're going through, my mom always used to tell me that... Uh, death is only the end for people that aren't creative enough to think ahead. That is such a nice saying. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, when I was thinking about the small insignificance, death was not in the mix. But it's nice to have lots to ponder before going to bed. So. I think it's in my top 10 favorite sayings of hers, but like, Party of One is very quickly coming to the top of that list. Amir looks over to the bar and walks over there. Uh, and, uh,. Is is there is there a bartender there? Is there just like a place you slap down gold? Like what's what's the situation? Uh, this one seems uh, when you walk up, there is no bartender there. There's also no one up at the bar, like patron wise. Um, mm -hmm. This guild hall's uh, interestingly enough not very filled with people uh, at the current moment. Um, but yeah, there's no one behind the bar currently. Is there prices or anything, like, on anything? Or is this just... Oh. Wait, no one's here? Nope. Is this self-serve? Amir's not getting self-serve. This is giving deserted, and Amir's gonna look to Deirdre. Is Hope in the vicinity? Uh, Hope's on, Hope's on the telescope. Right, okay. Oh, oh wait, wait. Could be that Gibby's supposed to run it. I mean, yeah, but is that not odd that there is just... We went from... There were several people here just traveling in and out, and suddenly we're in a silent room and there's nobody here. Is that not the... There still would be the two dragonborn over by the... Oh, okay. Right. I thought you meant there was just... We were in just, like, went at from the, this kind the, of lightly populated, everyone's gone. No, at the bar no, there's Zuggai. Zuggai is still here. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We remember For a second, I was like, we turn around and, like, everybody's gone. I was like, oh, I hate that. No, okay, <laughs> yeah. then that definitely does not... Uh, uh, yeah, I guess Amir is going to uh, look and go, you know what? I'm just going to wait till someone's back. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to get relaxed. I'm going to get into some pajamas. I'm going to maybe make some tea. And uh, I might have a good cry. Thank you for offering me your painting. I am excited to receive it when you're done composing. I hope you have a nice night. Uh, Pickle will be just wandering for a bit uh, like Pickle does. So if you, if you need something, 
say something as Amir like does one of these and like goes up the stairs but like this time it's just sliding but it's like dum, 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 dum. <laughs> uh, uh, as yeah Amir uh, yeah just leaves as as awkwardly as possible um, and just it's, as, it's, as you're going away just like if you wish to exit a conversation at any time you can, <laughs> you can come up with a code word like if that's helpful to you I will take you up on that <laughs> <laughs> so that just echoes from up the stairs. Uh, As you make your way yeah. up, up the stairs, uh, you start seeing doors doors in the hallway. These doors, some of them have like this veil of light over the front of the door. And it shimmers and looks like stars in front of the door. Then there are other doors which the door is slightly ajar and there is no light over the front of the door. Uh... Amir's gonna take a little little peek on one of the jar doors. Does it like sound like it's empty in there? Like this is like a. You, you take a peek. It is a large empty room. There are four beds. Uh, there are chests. The floors, um, unlike the ones downstairs, which are all like uh, this marble tile that comes there. Mm -hmm. The the floors on this layer uh, are wooden. They have little wood beams that run along there. Um, but yeah, you see some chests, but. The room is empty. None of the sconces are lit. Uh, Amir's going to kind of see if he closes the door behind himself. Mm -hmm. Does something happen? Like, does it as soon like as he okay. closes the door? The sconces give off a dim light. Um, nothing too overwhelming, like turning on an overhead light. Uh, we know how our neurodivergent <laughs> folks don't like that. Um, but it is very much like a, a dim light. Uh, and as soon as you shut the door, uh, the ceiling uh, does what it was doing downstairs. And you just see this glimmer of space above your head. Uh, it's almost like a projection uh, above your head. Uh, just what Amir needs right now. Yeah, honestly, Amir is like doing the whole thing of just like staring at the floor, being like, "Don't look up, don't look up, don't look up." <laughs> and uh, and then from as Amir would cross, like a, there's like vanities and stuff and and whatnot here. Like this is a basic like room. While mm -hmm. you have your eyes cast down on the ground, go ahead, roll me a perception. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I don't like that. Don't tell me to do that. Don't tell me to do. Oh, wait, why am I grabbing a physical die? I was using... Anyway, well, okay. I just did it because my brain is in the thing. What is my perception? Uh, that's plus three. So that's uh, a, a dirty 20. Dirty 20. As you're, like, yeah. focusing down on the floor, not looking up, you see a small glimmer of something in between one of the cracks of the piece of wood. It's very small, uh, and it has this kind of yellowish gold tint to it that kind of reflects light. Uh, Amir's gonna reach down to, to, to see if he can fish it out, and if he can't, he's gonna send his little, little spider friend to, uh, Mage Hand to go grab it. Yeah, you send down this little spider friend, the spider friend kind of, like, goes under the board a little bit, and, like, pushes mm -hmm. up. It is a golden coin that pops out on the floor. This gold golden coin, like, not like a gold piece? It is not a gold piece. Uh, it oh. looks different than uh, the gold coins. 
that you've seen. Uh, in fact, here I'm about to post a picture in the Gameplay Silent Chat for you to show uh -oh. you what's there. And then I will describe uh -oh. it. Uh -oh. On the front, there is a golden mug. And then around it are languages, as far as you can tell, all languages around it. And it says, I need a drink. A mug and it says, I need a drink. This is cool. Uh, hmm. I think this would be distracting enough for uh, Amir, who's like on the brink of like, oh my god, oh my god. Ooh, shiny. Uh, <laughs> uh, Amir is going to uh, hop over to like the bed that's like in the corner, just like give like a wee uh, and land on that bad boy. And then I'm uh, he's going to ritual cast identify to see if there's any fun things, because even if the coin's not magical, I could still get some history of where does coin been? What did what did do be doing? Mm. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Very good, very good, very good. What uh, the coin do, though? Oh, what this the coin, coin do? This coin right here. Uh, let me tell you about this coin. Uh, do, do, do. This here, as you uh, cast identify on it, you mm -hmm. hear a voice telepathically in your head. The voice <laughs> speaks a limerick. It says, toss this coin to the earth and speak its phrase. The place you will go will surely amaze. After you hear this limerick, you, in your mind, get this vision of a door. The other I... thing you feel with this would be, hmm, you would, let's see, you get a sense of the magic attached to it. Uh, let's see, do, do, do. you would get a sense of conjuration magic. On this coin. Conjuration. Mm -hmm. Man, this is such a bad idea. It's a dumb idea. It's a really dumb idea. This is a bad idea. I'm not going to flip a coin over this. I'm not going to grab one of my Dicey Encounters dice, little bad boys. I'm not taking the soft boys, and I'm not going to put this up to a coin flip whether or not uh, I'm going to do the thing. I'm definitely not doing that. Oh, it fell on the ground. Uh, let me just do that one more time, because, you know. Um, cool. Same thing as when it was on the ground. Uh, Amir's gonna flick the coin up in the air. It's like, I need a drink. The coin. As it lands on the floor, the coin. And in its place, a door appears. It is closed. It has a stone arch around the top, and it is a wooden door on the front. It reads Soul Seller Inn. And Seller is spelled C E L L A R. Uh, 
uh, Amir looks at Pickle, and Pickle just sits there and goes like, uh, like, uh, yeah, so this, uh, you know what? It's not even the weirdest thing that's happened today that I've learned or experienced, so... I guess stay here. Uh, you're in charge now, because apparently sometimes I am. And Samir goes up to the door and is going to try and open it. It opens. As you open it, uh, it is a myriad of colored light. You can't see what's on the other side of this door. This is a bad idea, right? This is a bad idea. Pickle, help me out here. <laughs> Another like... <Wow>. Mm, fight. <laughs> Yeah, you always know the right thing to say. Yeah. I'll be right back, right? Mm, I did find the coin on the ground. <laughs> Face the danger. That's today's theme. And yeah, he's going to step through. <laughs> we go back to Deirdre and Hope. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Wonderful. Yeah, I don't even know which room they decided to go into, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is true. That is very true. Um, <laughs> what are the two of you doing after uh, Amir uh, had gone towards bed? What's what's uh, what's Deidre doing? Oh, I'm composing a tune. Based on the feelings that I get from listening to this memory and looking at the painting, because that's what I said I was going to do. Also, because Amir told me they were going to sleep, so I feel like that would be disruptive. So Hope is still looking through the telescope, moving it every so often. I think by this point would have gone out her little notebook and be making rough sketches of groups of stars, not necessarily knowing constellations and how they're supposed to join up, but Just making little doodles of the things that are interesting. Um, is there anything else significant or traumatic that she finds in this time? Looking through the telescope, um, you see one or two constellations that you recognize that you, when you wild shape and do your celestial form, that connect with you. You actually get to mm -hmm. see their stars up closer. It's a pretty magical experience. Um, but nothing really else of note. Um, yeah. That's that's what you'd see. Okay. Then I think at some point the thoughts are going to go back to the conversation with Amir and the feelings that Amir was putting out that hesitation to look over that 
final moment of conflicted, kind of feeling scared, insignificant and small. And Hope, who, who feels insignificant and small all the time, but sees it as, isn't it amazing that I still get to be despite that? And, and now understanding that Amir doesn't see that that way. I think after a little while, I think she's not really looking through the telescope anymore. And I think... Uh... I need to flip a coin now. Fuck. Okay. Um. What a fun and normal episode we're having, you know? Yeah, you right. Know well, this here's just... the thing. I have a <laughs> I have a thought about what there's an there's an option here, and I just don't know if if now's the moment for it to happen. But also, this is the perfect moment for it to happen. So you know, what? I'm not even going to flip the coin. Uh, I think. Hope experiences for the second time in two days sadness and I think Hope is going to cry because how else do you process that emotion? Oh no. I said that a little louder than I meant to. Um... <laughs> Incredible. I loved it. It was brilliant. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Hope's gonna cry. Uh, which is a very a very new thing for Hope and, and I think at first she doesn't really understand it and it's this one feeling that is kind of overwhelming her and that's scary for a moment. And then she just kind of leans into it and just cries. As you sit there and cry you feel two little pinpoints of pressure tapping on you. And you begin to hear a uh, As soon as your attention is drawn to Pickle, Pickle moves away from you and does a few circles and is actively trying to get your attention. And then immediately runs up to Deirdre in the same. I just love the idea of Pickle coming, guy. You said something stupid. Come on, help me. Yeah, I don't think that's in the same key as what I'm composing, Pickle. But... Amir fell in the well. Amir fell in the well. Yeah. What's, What's up, boy? Little Timmy's in the well. <laughs> if you give off the dismissive for Pickle Pickle, it, it will start getting agitated. Sometimes I'm alone, can I right now? <laughs> <laughs> Pickle runs back over to you, Hope. Um, you're good at picking up vibes. Oh yeah, no. I, from the very first meow, I was up and ready to go. Yeah. So let's go. 
Pickle <laughs> keeps, figure out what the fuck is going on. Like, Pickle literally climbs up on you. You know how cats occasionally will, like, claw their way up you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is, like, nudging your head to look towards Deirdre. Staring. <laughs> to look towards Deirdre. And is, like, <laughs> Okay, Pickle right, okay, okay. you. Pickle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. is just nope. on my head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Deirdre, you see as Hope runs up to you, visibly just distraught and crying, a cat on the head. <laughs> Deirdre! Mm-hmm. Deirdre! <laughs> oh. We have to go! <laughs> Mia! Um. Uh. Why? <laughs> and Pickle's gonna jump up and give, like, a, a, a non clawed bat to the face. Uh, tr- active oh, and then jumps I, back down. I was gonna say to to quote like IRL. This is pickles like uh, based on Pico uh, would like climb up to Deirdre, give like a gentle little kiss or two, and then just right on the nose because that's how she wakes me up. Uh, and just like it's not even like a hard like piercing skin bite. It's just she gets you in the nostrils, and it really it just makes your eyes water a little bit. Uh, so that's the vibe where she's just like, "Hello, friend." <laughs> Pops back down. <laughs> and then she does sing like that. Pickle will start moving off towards the staircase, constantly looking back for affirmation that you're I- following. I will just follow. Just still sobbing. Just like, just, I don't know how to regulate my emotions yet. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, I'm not there, though. <laughs> Where's everybody going and having a cry today? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> having a sit down cry, bruv. Are hey, you having a sit down cry, bruv? Um. I guess. Who are you with this accent? Uh, it's it's not even an accent. It's just it's just a vibe, you know. <laughs> um, it's not an accent. It's a vibe. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that an accent. That's not even. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, that has to be the funniest thing I just in a D&D context of like, ah yes, you meet the dwarven barkeep and you do a voice like, ah, hello everybody, and you're like, wait, what's that accent? It's like, it's, hey, you don't have accents in my world, it's just their vibe. <laughs> I love that so much on like a level I cannot explain. You know what? You're welcome. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, after getting bit on the fucking nose, just like, holy shit, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, let me just pack up my shit, I guess. From the distance in the hallway, you just hear... <laughs> she also every so often stops to uh, scratch things. That's another thing she do. Like on wall posts, she like to make sure people are... Like, this is 100%. What what, what Drew Bidoo is describing is my every morning when she wants to get fed. But she'll stop at things, look, and then start scratching stuff and be like, Papa, look, I can scratch things. And I'm like, cool, scratch the things you're supposed to. Uh, anyway... 
Yeah. Now that I have your attention, <laughs> yeah, right? I will show you my my newest artistic project, uh, beating the shit out of your your furniture. Uh, <laughs> it's giving it's giving like, like you didn't take my threat seriously. <laughs> you know. Seen in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine where he's got a guitar and he just starts playing and then he goes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, you get the the couple like taps on the on the painting just to make sure it's like dry enough to move it. Uh... <laughs> oh no! So hope, 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 hope. You're going up the staircase, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pickles behind you, still scratching at the wall. Mm-hmm. There is a open door and a bunch of other doors with the light screen in front of them. There is only one door that is fully wide open. I stick my head around to, to not through the door, but to see through the door, the wide open door. You look through the door and you see another door. This door is open, except for this door has this prismatic light coming through it. This door is not attached to any wall. It's just smack dab in the center of the room. I look back at Pickle. <laughs> pickle. I, is is that Pickle for... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, cool. Pickle turns around and starts heading back to Deirdre. Okay. And begins clawing uh, at the wall again, giving Deirdre this look of just like, are you <laughs> fucking coming or not? <laughs> I have to make sure that this painting either can be moved or I have to find somebody to watch it. Ah, <sighs> oh, saw it. I will totally watch your painting for you. Oh, you're a gem. Uh, yeah, if you could just keep an eye on this while I go handle this cat. Um, yeah, the cat's like real fucking pissed, dude. Yeah, um... But yeah, no, dude, I'll keep it safe, keep it keep it comfy, we got a little easel, and he, like, gently picks up the painting and moves it over to another easel. I fully thought that Deirdre, when, like, they checked the painting, I, when you jumped from that, I didn't think it was going to be a check of whether it's, like, dry or not. I thought we were about to have, like, a... Ba, 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 ba. Gone. <laughs> just, like, in, like, the vibe of just going through the painting. And, like... <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, I fully, my Wrangler jeans were soiled of just like a, oh my god, uh, wow, uh, okay, glad that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Gotta build tension mm -hmm. somehow. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, cause there's not enough already. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, no, sun, Sundrop, uh, Sundrop absolutely, like, places your painting off to the side, and, uh, yeah. Okay, little one. Uh, I will follow you now. Meow. 
And around the hall, straight up the stairs, straight into a room. Uh, okay. I've gone through the door. <laughs> As you make your way to this room, you see Pickle sitting in front of this door. Do you want to come with us? Wow. Actually, Kate, do you know what that is? Wow. Uh, have I seen anything like this before? Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah, pickle. Does the shrug then, you know, rule of threes, and it's just like the exact shrug that gave him here. Just like. <laughs> that was very good. Very that good. was weirdly good. Thanks. You're um, practicing your cat noises. I have. I have. I've been doing my best. Uh, Matt Mercer, eat your heart out. Um, so, nice. I don't think Deirdre would have ever seen something quite like this before. Okay. Interesting. Is there anything like about the door besides the fact that it's just like prismatic and like has stone on it? Is there anything like on the stones? Is it just like a little door? Just a just a just a door. Okay. Um. Well, pickle. Um. If if you're feeling too afraid to go by yourself, wow. I will carry you through the door. Pickle immediately <laughs> up around your neck. Okay, um, and we're just gonna do this slowly. Wow. Uh, yes. Just kidding, I'm just gonna go through. Uh, <laughs> just like... As you go through, and the door shuts behind you, Amir, you had entered in first. As yes, I did. As soon as you walk through, this is a very overwhelming place. Inside, you see tables booths all full of different creatures you've never seen before there are angels there are devils there are demons there are yugoloths there are monstrosities there are different races all seated at tables having drinks you look off at the bar and you see a beholder with one eye stock you look off to the left and you see a large pit where someone is currently fighting a black dragon wormling. Around this pit, you see a stadium sort of seating, and then there's a door off in the far eastern side. This is what you see stepping in. Huh. This is... A place I am right now, and I didn't just trip and hit my head in my room. I am going to sit down and go get a drink, because today is a normal day, and I am doing normal boy things. As Amir's just sliding across the ground saying this to himself, <laughs> on like a face fully just like, where am I? You get up to the bar... And a uh, 
there there's a crystal dragonborn sitting there and you get up to the bar and the beholder's eye turns towards you uh this beholder is very blue in color with yellow uh lips around one eye stalk that hangs off the others are nubs and the beholder looks over you <laughs> what can I get you to drink today? I'm going to assume this is Amir not speaking out loud, so I'm going to do the meta moose right here. I'm going to assume Buddy said, what can I get you to drink, sir? Uh, because, boy, howdy, uh, my man's got jowls for days. Uh, <laughs> and that was very good. Um... What is on tap? We have Celestial Ale, we have Abyssal Grog, and an assortment of wine. Wine sounds amazing. Uh, do you have like a menu so I can know roughly price-ish? Yes, absolutely. And you see the one I stock and there's a pile of menus one lifts up off the ground and floats in front of you in a set down let me know when you're ready and the beholder turns and goes off back behind the bar amir amir's sitting like a kid with a kid's menu it's just right in front of him and he's just looking through i think amir went from like fully shocked to just like this is a normal day and i'm doing normal boy things and i think amir's repeating that to himself uh that's his new mantra um, confidence, baby. Confidence. Yeah, confidence, baby. As you're sitting there with a the menu and you're taking a look, uh, Hope, you step through the door. You see exactly what was described to Amir. Except for looking around uh, with your passive perception, you would notice Amir sitting at the bar. Uh, Amir, you're looking at this. This menu as when it's set down in front of you flips through languages it's trying to figure out what language you speak and read uh huh. and it finally lands on undercommon for you uh-huh on there it lists some different types of drinks and the currency is listed as xandar xandar oh um, yeah, okay, I kind of thought that, uh, for a second there. Is there, like, a name tag or anything of the barkeeper by any chance? Funny enough, <laughs> there actually is a small piece yeah? of wood that has pinned to one of the scales on this beholder. Uh, mm -hmm. just like the menu, it's moving in text choosing words, language and choosing the language you can read it uh and again picks under common as the name grublish okay that is a not as nearly bad as i thought that was about to be i thought you were about to say that name started with an x nope. and to that based on the beholder you described i was going to once again uh defecate in another pair of <laughs> wrangler jeans uh while I'm not doing that, though, um, I think Amir looks for something like a little, a little bubbly, a little, 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 little fizzy, like a, either like a cider 
uh, or uh, in my head, uh, not usually bubbly or fizzy, but like a peach bellini. Because uh, Amir uh, does not drink very often. But Amir is like, today has earned that right. Um, there uh, there yeah. is a drink on there labeled as Feywild Crisp. Uh, and Ooh. it seems like from the description that it would be a cider uh, native to the Feywilds. Uh, excuse me. I, Xandar, how do you... Where does one get that currency? Is that like a gold? A like, sorry, I'm this is my first time here. We do an exchange rate for gold and other monetary means, such as soul coins and gold and other objects, or you can earn Xandar in the fight pit. So what's like the exchange rate gold to uh as Amir's got like some coins he's counting out in his hands. The going rate is four gold for one Xandra. And and how much is it for this voice is very good, by the way. Uh I just wanna say this is just uh impressing me. Sorry, I'm not trying to break that sweet immersion. Um uh how much? How much is it for one of those ciders uh, that Amir saw on the menu? That would be two. Two Xandar, so that's eight gold pieces. That sounds right. Is that a DM who's not sure about the math, or this guy? It's that guy. That that <laughs> would that would be correct. That would be eight gold. Oh. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I was like, oh, uh, Amir's not going to try to pull something over on this guy, but uh, that, uh, okay. Yeah, Amir's going to uh, take out from the, the shared bag, uh, uh, shared bag of that pouch, um, and there's like a little reflection in a glass where there's just a masked face that shakes a head and goes, you dick. Um, <laughs> and he's going to play his uh, eight gold on the counter and just slides it over. You watch as one by one, each piece of gold is lifted up in the air and flung into a box on the wall, and out pops two purple gems. Tink, 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 as they're lifted up and placed in front of you. He says, is this what you would like? Yes. Also, is... I want to learn how to do that. Is there, do you know anybody who would teach somebody that you have such a, a prowess over our mind in your environment? That is uh, very impressive. Well, in my case, I had a group of adventurers cut off my eye stalks. So all they left was my telekinetic eye stalk. So that's a no on learning that, hey. Here is your, <laughs> here is your drink, sir. As the two Th <laughs> Thank you so gym. much. <laughs> and a bottle. <laughs> it just gently set in front of you. <laughs> Amir just sits there. I'm assuming because like you described lots of things. I feel like because Amir's already a a hashtag short king. So Amir's probably the smallest person at the bar. 
and so Amir's like sitting there, like he's got both of his hands. It doesn't help. I'm wearing this, but he's got both of his hands on the bottle, and uh, and he's just like sitting there, like double hand, like sipping from it, and he's trying not to look at anybody, and he's just staring forward to being like. It doesn't matter where I go. I'm always going to have great social interactions. This is great. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. This is a good day. This is, you know, I'm just a normal boy doing normal baby boy things. Sweet baby boy. This is good cider. There's like this much gone. <laughs> um, Hope, what are Hi. you doing as you walk in? Still crying. Uh <laughs> Still crying. Still selling real fake doors. Uh, however, how, how obvious are you crying? It's it. Look, this is the first time the waterworks have been turned on. Uh, we don't know how to stop them yet. Okay. Uh, however, seeing a beholder at the bar, talking to Amir, Hope, uh, is going to. Uh, 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 have a little bit of a have a little bit of a panic, I think, um, because that doesn't tend to lead to good thoughts. Mm. That's not the fun place to be. As you begin to have this panic, you feel this <laughs> crying, panicking. We're going into panic attack territory here. It's going to be a thing. You feel this. Hope's going through all the emotions today. Warm. <laughs> hand on your shoulder as you glance over there is this angelic figure standing next to you with her hand on your shoulder radiant light beaming off of her um she'll see oh sweetie what's wrong M mother <laughs> uh she would get uh, like a blast of of the feeling of, of 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 just crying and sorrow and panic, I think because I don't think again first time the waterworks have been on. I don't think Hope has the wherewithal to kind of rein it in too much. So I think she would know that there's that that's not it's not a good time right now. Mm. 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 But also, mother. <laughs> uh, give me two seconds mm -hmm. while this loads up. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. I need. Oh, it's thinking about it. Here we go. I need you to make me a charisma save. Oh. What the? F very good. Very good. Very good. I think I know what is happening, and I'm fucking here for it. That's a fourteen. Perfect. Uh, as you're there, waterworks coming down. All of a sudden, you feel this just calm overcome you. It's, it's okay. You're all right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Now, I don't usually, I'm not the tempting kind to get a creature to go drink and take care of their problems, but it seems like you may need that. <laughs> No. I need... My friend. Okay. Well, you go do that. 
and I hope you feel Thank better. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's just kind of like, does that weird, like, you know, uh, in, I, I can't remember, I believe it's, it's Russian culture where they do that kind of like glide walk where it looks like they're just gliding, but really their toes are just going underneath. The, so basically the what a man does all the time. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, that's, that's that, essentially... but like full of charisma and grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Riz. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, you, you see uh, Amir up at the, the bar and it's just about this time after this interaction, uh, Deirdre, you walk in to see this uh, with Pickle around. And as soon as you enter in and the door shuts behind you, you hear ching, 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 as a coin drops from where you just stepped out. Oh, um, I picked that up. Okay. Uh, Pickle would, now that like within vicinity of a mirror, um, has that connection, but doesn't really like, uh, do anything, but would like paw at the coin and then hop down and paw at the spot, like, where the door was. Trying to, like, show Deirdre, like, that's what did the do. Also with that, in your passive perception, uh, you'd be able to look towards the bar area and see Hope actively walking over to a mirror at the bar. See, I thought everyone was going to bed, but instead we decided to go to a bar. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> um, as you possibly make your way that way, uh, the three of you hear a commotion behind you uh, in the fighting pit as the man draws up his sword and cleaves the head of the black uh, dragon wormling. Uh, and you watch as this black dragon wormling disapparates into smoke, uh, this greenish smoke, and exits. The door to this fight pit drops, and he walks out and goes over and talks to this uh, interesting... You're not really sure what this person is, but goes off to talk to them the best description of them would be uh this like yellow slime with one red eye and it sort of resembles a tree huh. i mean i'm hardly one to talk sure. um about this time hope you would have gotten over to amir um, I think just just very gingerly kind of tapping on the shoulder. One of these turns. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> oh hey, how's how's it going? Uh, you ask this. Hope, like, despite the very now calm inside, still having visibly just, like, lost, like, six pints of water out of the eyes recently. I also went for a good cry. Is there, like, stools nearby? Is there, like, a little mm -hmm. spot? Okay, yeah, sweet. There's even an open table nearby. Oh, fantastic. Amir, like... Roomy. Amir gets up and, like, slides across the floor this time, but, like, 
uh, uh, like it's very much as Amir's usual, like is a, like a plank that slides across the ground. Now it's very wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> as Amir's still like not even half of the cider is gone, uh, gets to a table, sits down, uh, and like, uh, pats a chair beside and then seeing Deirdre like farther down, like also pats a chair there. I I used a magical coin, and it's and you you say the words on the coin, and then you flick it, and I guess you just get to go here. And they trade with soul coins. That's cool. Little purple gems. I was gonna go to bed, but I found it on the floorboards. Curiosity and looks at Pickle, who's approaching the table. Made the cat take a break for a while. <laughs> and then Pickle just goes, <laughs> and Pierce here. Um, Hope will sit down at the table, but... Hope is going to choose the stool furthest away from Amir. Oh, I see. <laughs> Coolsies. Jakey won't take that personally. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, and then, kind of, uh, just, just kind of wait for, for, for. I think the situation to be a bit more comfortable. Hope we'll mm. be waiting quite a while for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when Deirdre arrives, uh, Amir, like, uh, like, puts their drink over there and goes, this is apparently a fey wild cider, and I will tell you, it is very sweet. I am getting notes of alcohol <laughs> I would like it on record that if Jakey is anything like Amir <laughs> <laughs> I call a refined palate very refined palate for alcohol Thank you. Uh, <laughs> does this like smell like anything I've ever smelled before Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, sure. Party for one. Party of one. <laughs> oh, that's a ten. <laughs> it uh the the party of one absolutely comes to your mind. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but it yes. still is funny. Absolutely. <laughs> but smelling it, you also get uh floral hints of um these delicate, like, buttercup flowers that you vividly remember from the Feywild. Uh, they're known for how sweet they are. They, they, I don't know if you've ever had honeysuckles before, mm -hmm. but very reminiscent of honeysuckle. Um, and slight hints of some other, um, like, uh, Feywild herbs and ingredients, but... Tastes pretty good. Well, this is yours, so I'll just I'll I'll hand it back to you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's um, 
Are you still okay? I mean... Hope's brain came from a rock, so that's kind of messing with me, and the world is super big, and we could all just die at any moment. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I know people that came from rocks. Yeah, but, like, this was, like, a, a, a super rock. This is, like... Out there, there, there. Um, <laughs> pickles like ayo. Oh. Hi, pickles. Come here. I see you. Come here. Come on. Oh, man, everyone's Hi. got a pickle. Come here, baby. Hi. Come here. Hi. Sorry, I've got my emotional support album. <laughs> you do. You really do. But you know what? I know I know I know pickle exists, and if you can actually get uh, I see a tail. Alright, the three uh... of you can have inspiration for your pets. <laughs> um Hi Pickle. Nato Pickle. Uh I think this is exactly what's happening while Amir's talking. I think it's just like lots of like this in the scarf of just like petting. And I think Amir's like a little more calm now. Today's just been a very jarring day. Um, space is a big thing. I like personal space, but I'm referring to, you know, everything being endless and massive and just a lot. Oh, you want to play fetch? Um, so, uh, Amir goes and grabs something so Pickle can play fetch because she's about to go jump for this. If I can snap this elastic. There we go. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, she's not even looking for it. She ran for it and then was just like, huh. um, <laughs> uh, but today was a little overwhelming on the informational front. I think and Amir looks at hope I think I know or at least know where to start on figuring out how you became you um and I think I there the F-A-T word is a word I despise. I hate it. I don't like it. It's gross. Everyone has their own autonomy and choice, and I don't like the idea that anything has been decided beforehand. That being said... Wait, have you been body shamed before, Amir? Did I... F-A-T-E? Did I, did I not add the E? Did I just say F-A-T really fast? Oh. Well... F-A-T-E. Did I seriously not? Well, whatever. I'm, I, I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. And so, uh, and Amir just like bonks, but then gets back up. Uh, 
the three of us met and there's there's weird stuff we're all from very different places different planes and like you look at this room and oh yes meow uh we're not super she just straight up is like joining the conversation no, it's great I just totally saw a mirror doing that to pickle just like oh absolutely <laughs> uh and we're not super significant in the grand scheme of things in this room like over there that's that's an angel and and that's that's uh, the barkeep is a really cool beholder guy who i think i i heard his feelings and i didn't mean to i just wanted to point out that it's really cool he's got really neato powers and uh yeah there's just a lot going on and as you and say this uh all of a sudden a small fight erupts there's a bulgara and a barb devil that start going toe-to-toe -to -toe with each other and from behind the beholder in the kitchen you just hear a voice yell out cut that shit out and out walks this interesting looking fellow a uh, very much antelope style skull uh, purple skin torso that goes into black flowing cloaks and over top of this a grimy kitchen apron he comes out pointing a staff with a green orb on the top and he says you ain't bringing that blood war shit into here out <laughs> and that is where we're gonna end tonight Cool. Man, I want to get to know that. What a crazy time. for next time. So, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks on the Tuesday, the 1st of August is when we will be back. Um, Yeah. So, make sure if you haven't already checked out uh, the Discord server, go check it out. We post lots of cool stuff. I'm going to be posting some pictures of things that happened tonight. Uh, and also you get to talk with all these cute beans and see pictures of uh, Terry and, and Pico and everything's great. It's okay that it's your birthday. Happy early birthday. Um, Good birthday. Happy early birthday. birthday on that day. So happy birthday to you. Happy, happy Heck birthday. yeah. Now, with happy, that, happy birthday uh, we are going to be raiding over uh, to someone we all love. And it's Sam, who's playing Baldur's Gate 3. <gasps> so, uh, until next time, goodbye.